And in other airline news, do you have more confidence in your pilot based on his or her accent? Most Southern confident. accents don't do it. We're going to stop over and get this son bitch. My brother-in-law needs a, <laughs> he needs a jump. We're going to have to start, Which start is out a little light. Texan is the number one accent people have the least confidence yeah, absolutely. in. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. New York. I think we can blow through this son bitch. <laughs> if they say captain, I'm always like, all right, get over it. <laughs> oh, you're such a big shot. Oh, Captain. Flying this plane. I'm, I'm Captain and Coke. That's a quick joke for everybody, but I am a little hammered. Anyways, we're about to scoot off. Randy Bellman and the DVE Morning Show. Oh, yeah, Friday morning, and we got a big one uh, for you today. Billy Gardell will be live in studio, and so will our friend Steve Byrne. He's in town for the holidays with his family, so... We're going to we'll be visited by Steve. How nice is that? Common Heart in a coffee house. Dave Damashek with his uh, uh, look at the Steelers and the Jags. Sean Collier reviewing Fantastic Beasts 2. 2. That's right. If you didn't see the first one, you're going to be completely lost. It will be very, very difficult to follow like, along. Who are these Fantastic Beasts again? <laughs> these beasts. They're back. They're fantastic. <laughs> And they should have called it Fantastic or Beasts. <laughs> too fantastic. Too, too beastie. <laughs> too beast. Too fantastic. Uh, all right. Uh, I'm going to do news this hour. Val will be in a little bit late. And uh, here's a look at the weather this morning from Dormont Appliance. Center 11. Uh, yeah. A, a lot of snow this morning. A lot yeah, more. There's going to be snow for light up night. The major roads, I don't think, are so bad right now. But um, No, just a dusting out in the south. But mm- uh, still. Side I don't know roads. if Steve Burns' kids have ever seen snow. Oh, it'll be like that uh, vi- viral video the other day with the adopted kids from some village in Africa who had never seen snow, and they were bouncing around going crazy. Did you no, see that? Really? No, I yeah, didn't Yeah, they're see like that. Abdo- abducted into some uh, suburban Chicago house or something, and, and their new mom like filmed them, and they're like running out in the snow. They're like, what is this? You know, they're just totally psyched. Cocaine (laughs) is falling from the sky. Uh, Unfortunately, uh, the weather uh, and uh, atmospheric conditions not great in California. Northern California's devastating campfire got worse on Thursday as authorities announced that the number of missing persons has skyrocketed. This was a tragic uh, um, unveiling of uh, events and facts here. It was originally 297. Now it's 631. Oof. Confirmed death toll rose by seven to sixty-three. This is going to—it's going to keep going. It's going to be a big number. The week-old fire has consumed one hundred and forty thousand acres and was forty percent contained as of Thursday. Butte County Sheriff Corey Hanea explained Thursday night that the number of missing is compiled from their different missing persons hotlines. He said, "You got to understand, folks. This is a dynamic list. Some days there might be more people. Some days there might be less people." He added that a lot of people don't know. That we're looking for them. That's true. So, you know, people are really holding out hope. Making this all the more sort of, you know, tragic is the uncertainty of the situation. You just can't get a hold of people. Right. A lot of the grid fell down. Isn't that what started the fire? Didn't one of the, like, power lines from some company that weren't maintained well, they collapsed and started this fire? I don't know about how well maintained they were. I had heard it was from a power line. Uh, Hopefully the bulk of those missing... Due to the lack of communication. Yeah, are still alive. Remember that feel-good story about the New Jersey couple helping out a down-on-his-luck homeless military veteran during the holiday season? I, th- I don't, but I saw this story. 
I just saw the tail end of it. More than 400000 was raised in a GoFundMe drive last Oof. fall. Turns out it's all a scam. Prosecutors allege that the trio, Mark D'Amico, Kate McClure, and Johnny Bobbitt Jr., made the whole thing up to get some cash for themselves. Burlington County Prosecutor Scott Cofina said Thursday afternoon, the paying it forward story that drove this fundraiser might seem too good to be true. Unfortunately, it was. That entire campaign was predicated on a lie. Now all three have been charged with second-degree conspiracy and theft by deception and could get uh, up to 10 to 20 years in prison if they're convicted of those charges. Yeah, the story that drew people in is there's this homeless guy who's a veteran, and he gave this couple who was out of gas $20 so that they could get gas. And it was like this heartwarming story, and then obviously wasn't true. No, because that guy would never give them 20 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that we should have spotted the scam right there. Uh, like, look, I'm, uh, I don't have a house, but I want you two to get home in your Porsche Cayenne. So here's 20. The New Orleans Saints are hosting the Eagles on Sunday, but they're not going to wear their usual black home jerseys with the gold helmets and pants. They're going to be wearing white. And the reason is, back in March, Saints coach Sean Payton and Eagles coach Doug Peterson made a bet during a round of golf. I didn't know you could do this. Neither did I. Unclear what the specifics were. However, Payton said it involved him being in water. But the winner would get to rock their home jersey in New Orleans, and the loser had to make a donation to charity. Peterson won. So the Eagles will be wearing their green home jerseys, and Peyton donated $5,000 to the Autism Challenge in Philadelphia. It isn't a total loss for the Saints, though, because they'll wear their popular Color Rush unis, which are all white with gold helmets and gold numbers. Wait, is this is this a Thursday night game? Did you already mention that? I thought the Color Rush was only on Thursday nights. No, I don't know. This says Sunday. so You could just do whenever you want. All right, Apparently. Fine. On a different hole, they made a bet. With each other's city cuisine on the line. Whoa. Peyton lost that one, too. Oh. oh, we're talking golf still. Yeah, he sent beignets, coffee, and other New Orleans food to the Eagles facility. Oh, yeah, a little chicory coffee. Hey, my God, it's so good. Cafe de Mont. I'm reconsidering my New Orleans for Steelers game trip. You weren't You weren't. I was not going to go. But now what, I'm like. What changed your mind? A chance to go to New Orleans? Something like that, yeah. And Wanted be with all that. your Pittsburgh friends? Hey, Valerie. What are you oh doing? my God! Look at this. Fouls in. IFC is going to start airing reruns of Pee Wee's Playhouse, starting with a 24-hour marathon on Thanksgiving Day. The show originally aired Saturday mornings on CBS from 1986 to 1990. That's great news. How about that? The return of Pee Wee on IFC, Val. You said we were starting the show at seven o'clock because I wanted you to sleep in a little bit. I didn't get that call. No, <laughs> yeah, because you missed the last three days. Did. But I've been in a fever dream for the last 36 hours. We were out at dinner last night, and Val looked exhausted. And I was just like, "Take just we're going to take an hour off. That's all. I was trying to help. Are you upset? Well, yeah. I would have been here at 6 ready I to know, go with you, everybody else. Yeah, but you slept a little bit more today. That's I was just looking for that. You have a big night tonight. I do have a big night. Right. So you got a little more sleep. Dude, How do you feel? What happened to you Terrible. last night? You feel terrible right now? Yeah. Oh, man. What, what I had a hangover before I even got home. Oh. What happened? I had two glasses of wine. She only I, I watched. She only had two. Oh. I had a headache by the time I got home. I could tell. You looked miserable before dinner was over. Yeah, I was already hungover. That's why I was like, just come in late. I'm Does done. that usually I'm happen? Done. I, I'm done drinking. You get a hangover while you're drinking? No, I, that's the first time I remember that happening. 
Well, I'm I'm not sure I've ever heard you ask because you asked you go, can we just start the show at seven because, tomorrow? Only because you suggested it earlier. I yeah, I was totally kidding. I wasn't. I know. <laughs> I was ordering another a glass of wine and I'm like, Hey, I have another glass of wine, we'll just start the show a little late, right? And uh, you're like, can we do that? And I can tell <laughs> you're like, you meant it. So I'm like, yeah, dude, we'll start late. Don't worry about it. And we kind of did. Who cares? Uh, anyways, uh, horrible. I hope you feel better. It sucks when you can't. I loaded up with a little caffeine and chocolate on the way in. I so. just, I knew you have, you're taking your mother-in-law to dinner. You got to see Billy tonight. Show tonight. Oh, so. night. Yeah. Yep. I just wanted you to sleep a little bit more and then hopefully you can get some sleep today. Um, That's not going to happen. <laughs> no. Country singer. No, she's going to go outside in her Breaking Bad outfit. <laughs> Clear brush, razor barn. <laughs> Country singer uh, and guitarist Roy Clark passed away yesterday. Val, Roy flipping Clark. Yeah. He, hee-haw fame. The thing about it is I think a lot of people just thought he was kind of a like a goofy character, more of a TV guy, but he was like one of the baddest guitar players around. Great singer, most famous, though, as the co-host with Buck Owens of Hee Haw. The show debuted in 69. Roy did close to 600 episodes through the late 90s. How about that? Um, Roy believed the show brought country music to the world. First and foremost, I'm proud of how Hee Haw did its part to help pave the way for country music to burst from its regional roots to remarkable worldwide popularity. He couldn't, couldn't dispute that. He guest starred on all kinds of shows like the Beverly Hillbillies, The Odd Couple, The Muppet Show. He filled in for Johnny Carson as guest host of The Tonight Show once. Oh, wow. He was even in a few movies, Matilda, Freeway, and Gordy, and Behind the Green Door. Wait, what? Um, Hold on a second. Do you remember the song they used to sing on there? Where, oh, where are you tonight? Why did you leave me here all alone? Oh, yeah, that was like- I searched the world over and thought I found true love. You met another and (laughs) you was was gone. gone. Yeah, that- That was beautiful. That- (laughs) (laughs) That's the only thing I remember about Hee Haw. You've, you, you sing well with a hangover. Oh, thanks. His father played guitar, fiddle, and banjo. He followed in his dad's footsteps in the 1950s. He toured with his future Hee Haw cast member, Grandpa Jones. <laughs> who was, who was the other... country name. Who was the other guy on there, on Hee Haw? Buck Owens. Yeah. Grandpa Jones. Uh, in the 50s, he toured with his uh, future cast member, Grandpa Jones, and even played a couple of weeks with Hank Williams. How about that? I saw him out on the road with Uncle McGillicuddy. He had 52 singles make the country charts. In, wow. Yeah, 52. Started that was with a before song. any other music was being made, right? Um, I mean, why that many? That's a lot. In, no, man, it started in 63. Tips of my fingers. Nine of his singles reached the top ten. The song he's most identified with is Yesterday When I Was Young. He has a Grammy, a CMA, and ACM. He was inducted into the Country Music Hall of Fame in 2009, and according to Billboard, he was the first American artist to perform in the Soviet Union. You could even call <laughs> wow. him a visionary. He opened a theater in wow. Branson, Missouri in 1983. He was the first one. Wow. Not long after that, theaters popped up all over the place. He started, he's the Bugsy Siegel of Branson, Missouri. Wait, he was in the Mafia? Yeah. Longtime friends with Mickey Mantle, too, which I think is kind of hilarious. But I tell you what, this guy, he, I don't think people realize what a big deal. I mean, I saw Clark was. He joined Brad Paisley at the 50th annual CMAs. They opened with, I'm a picking and I'm a grinning. And then performed I Got a Tiger by the Tail. Brad loved him. 
posted several tributes to him on his Twitter page. In one, he wrote, he shaped my path. My first guitar book was a Roy Clark guitar method. I practiced his style, then practiced making his facial expressions. He was a hero. When the Nashville floods wiped out most of my guitars, Roy heard about it and showed up at a show and gave me one of his. This is who this man was constantly given. I owe him so much. Uh, there's a memorial being played in Tulsa, Oklahoma, which is where he spent the last years of his life. How about that? Hmm. And lastly, it's been 38 years since Mark David Chapman killed John Lennon, and he's still not sure if he's, quote, 100% remorseful. He's still thinking about it. Wow. Kicking it around. It's crazy. This comes from the transcript uh, from Tra- Chapman's recent parole hearing, which was just released. He added, quote, I'm getting there, and it's a slow thing, you know. I look back at this kid, now 25. It's hard to admit that I did something that heinous, but it's true. And lately, I've come to grips with the shame part of it. At least he was honest. He even told the parole board, quote, of course I want to be released. Do I deserve to be released? That's another question. Now, I don't think somebody that did what I did deserves anything. Chapman wasn't released. It was the 10th time his parole was denied. He's up again in 2020. Was it Was it revealed that, was it mental health for this guy? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, he was totally off his rocker, right? Yeah, I mean, he thought he was sending a message to Jodie Foster or something. Oh, no, that was the president. That yeah. was the other one. But this is the one that read... That was uh, David Hinckley. Uh, Mark David right. Chapman. They were, like, right next to each other, weren't they? It was pretty close. Uh, Mark David Chapman is the one that was... Uh, like obsessed with the catcher in the rye, right? Yes. Okay. He said also, this is a grisly detail of his testimony. I secured hollow point bullets to make sure he would be dead. It was immediately after the crime that I was concerned that he did not suffer. Oh, what? The? What? Yeah. You stay in jail for a while there. MD, MDC. Always with the three names, the killers. Yeah, I guess it's to identify them. John Mark Carr. You know why? Because when they do something heinous, if there's another guy named Mark Chapman out there, he doesn't want to be associated with it. So you got to give him the Mark David Chapman, and it has to have that onomatopoeia. Mm-hmm. No, not Tiffany onomatopoeia. Amber That's Thiesen. not what it is. That yeah. kind of meter. <laughs> anyway. She's not a killer. Tiffany Amber Thiessen? We don't know that she's not a killer. She might be a killer. You never know. It's the DV Morning Show. David Bowie. God, that, that's such... I got to go back and listen to that album again. It's been a while, man. It's such a good album. I think when, I, when that first came out, I didn't... I wasn't smart enough to appreciate how good that album is. Uh, there's a great documentary on... Uh, well, there's a few documentaries on Bowie available on Netflix right now. And one of them, they go through all of his albums. I can't remember what it's called. Maybe it's called Five for... Five... It might just be called Five. And I think it goes through five of his albums. And that's like the last one. I don't know. Val would probably know, but she's hungover. All right, quick. quick. Yeah, I just feel so bad for you. I'm Don't done. feel bad. You guys are both wearing your It's About the Warrior uh, about that? Uh, sweatshirts there. Pullover. Pullover, thank you. Losing Please. words. No, looks good. Looks like you guys are on a, a volleyball team. Yeah, we're on a team. I know. <laughs> Play this weekend. Billy Gardell live in studio. Steve Byrne will be here with us as well. Mike Pursuta has a sports update when we come back. The Pens, ooh, no Sid <laughs> and no good last night. They uh, lose another one to Tampa Bay. Full report coming up. Dot com. DVE Sports. <laughs> it's the DVE Morning Show. Mike Pursuta with your sports right now. Mike, what, 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 what's wrong with the Pens? Were they just missing Haggy? They are not uh, winning hockey. Did they games. have a hagover? It would have been great if he would have been on the team still because he's pretty good at yeah. uh, penalty kills. That seemed to be an issue last night. Uh, 
Tampa Bay got not one, not two, not three, but four. Count them, four power play goals. Two of them five on four, two of them five on three, and uh, the Lightning beat the Penguins four to three. Penguins fall to one, six, and one in their last eight games, and they are tied for the bottom in the Eastern Conference. Yikes. 17 points at seven, seven, and three overall. That's tied with New Jersey and Florida at the bottom of the Eastern Conference. Mm. They are in Ottawa Saturday night. I don't think any team in the league is good enough to put Tampa on the power play that many times and get away with it. Yeah, and uh, it it bit them late in the first period. Uh, the Pens had achieved a 2 nothing lead on a couple power play goals, uh, one from Patrick Hornquist and one from Phil Kessel. Then Tampa scored at 19.57 of the first and 41 seconds into the second, and uh, there went your lead, and uh, it spiraled from there. Tanner Pearson... Played 13 minutes and 43 seconds. Uh, he was on the line with Evgeny Malkin and Patrick Hornquist. He had zero shots, one hit, and one giveaway. Now, Carl Hagelin did used to kill penalties, didn't he? Yeah. Irony. Apparently, he was the only one. <laughs> he, he forgot to leave the penalty-killing playbook with him. Did anybody get that from Hagelin, what we're supposed to do? Man, no. I knew I forgot something. Uh, I'm more that? concerned about the uh, Sid. In his situation right now. Upper body, uh, day-to-day, more like week-to-week, according to the coach. Herniated, somebody said herniated disc disc in his neck? That was scuttlebutt, but not an official thing? I hadn't heard that, but I hadn't uh, done a lot of investigating on it. That would be problematic. Well, the problem right now is they basically have no identity. uh, There wasn't anything you could pinpoint in that game. It just up and down, in the box, out of the box, shoot it, let them shoot it. Nothing you could point to and say, uh, as Dan Bilesman used to like to say, Pittsburgh Penguins ice hockey. Mm-hmm. Hmm. They're just kind of there right now. And it's not really an in-depth analysis. but No, it's enough. It's not. Um, ident- their game is not identifiable. And they got to fix that. Because they're no longer the fastest team in the league. <laughs> they are not. They're not lighting up the lamp every couple minutes and they're no longer very hard to score against so start fixing it Saturday in Ottawa Steelers getting ready for Jacksonville on Sunday in Jacksonville everybody remembers what happened against Jacksonville in Pittsburgh last January defensive coordinator Keith Butler certainly Jesus Val <laughs> it wouldn't have even been funny if it was. Oh, my God. The sports report isn't bothering you throwing the Kleenex box around the room, is it? It she was the last Tim Kleenex. that thing five times. Last Kleenex in the box. And then... <laughs> it was just the way you did it. It just. Oop, oop, it was oop, so Chevy Chase. That was awesome. Sorry. Butler remembers what happened last January against Jacksonville, and he's still not over it. Last year, them beating the stew out of us. No, I don't think you get over that. You know, how many times we had a bye? It's been a while, hasn't it? We had a bye come back, and they beat us. They did a good job. They got a good football team. You know, everybody says they're three and six and all this stuff. I think the turnover takeaway ratio has probably hurt them a little bit. It does everybody else. Same thing with them. They turn the ball over, but they they got a good football team. I mean, they're you know what third in the league in defense or something like that. They missed Fortinet. They got him back. He's played a game. And so I'm sure he's going to be feeling a lot better about this game than he did the first game when he came back. So we got our work cut out for us. That's a 
salient point he makes about Leonard Fournette, who played in the opener for Jacksonville, got hurt, tried to come back in week four, couldn't go, and then played a full game last Sunday against Indianapolis, uh, Jacksonville losing uh, 29-26 to the Colts. He rushed 24 times for 53 yards. That's not great production, but at least he got some carries under his belt. He also had a rushing touchdown, caught five passes for 56 yards, had a receiving touchdown. He should be much better having reacclimated himself to playing a game. So that is going to be an issue. And Jacksonville is the number three defense in the league, number one in pass defense. Uh, the Steelers are number three in passing offense, so that's an interesting matchup. And the turnover thing uh, is another salient point by Butler. Jacksonville's 30th in takeaway giveaway at minus 11. So that basically their problems can be boiled down to turning the ball over and uh, not having a plan B for Leonard Fournette. They got him back, and if they don't turn the ball over... Might not be the same team that you've seen the last few weeks. I I don't think it's a 3-6 and football team. Uh, Well, hopefully the Steelers won't handle it as such. The Steelers didn't match up well with last year because they lost not once, but twice to Jacksonville. Dave Damashek from the NFL Network later this morning. Billy Gardell live in studio. Steve Byrne going to be hanging with us. He's in town for the holiday. The Common Heart and the Coffee House. Val will have news coming up at the top of the hour. We'll talk about a bizarre, large manhood lawsuit happening. And the paint room in Connellsville is your Bud Light game. I thought that was private. I tried to keep that low Bar of the week. $2 Bud Light, 16-ounce aluminum bottles during all Steeler games. The paint room in Connellsville is your Bud Light game day bar. Calm. It's Randy Bauman in the DVE morning show, and it's only been a couple of days since we found out Lev Bell will sit out the entire season, but ESPN is already ready with their 30 for 30. What if I told you that Le'Veon Bell had his most productive year ever in 2018 without playing football? Music critic Chuck Klosterman. In 2018, Lev Bell created several of the most pointless rap albums ever recorded, and they were universally hated by a few people that bothered to listen to them, and I'm talking about a few dozen people. Plus, he smoked so much weed all the time that... What if I told you that in a year when most thought he'd lap the NFL competition, his lap would be too busy to care? He'd come to my strip joint, the Cuban Clam. He'd take like five, six of the fattest-ass strippers you'd ever see. Five or six of them. Bring him over to his booth, he'd have him twerking all over. Their enormous rumps in unison. I asked him, why Why so many? He said he did his best work behind a line of big asses on and off the field. Made sense to me right then. Also, he smokes so much weed, you can't believe how much weed this guy... What if I told you that instead of being a downfield runner, Lev dazzled on a wave runner? in here asked to rent the most expensive jet ski we had and i told him first of all young man we don't allow marijuana smoking in our watercraft rental facility and the man revolutionized social media he started tweeting upside down that was a game changer we just kept saying how did he think of that you know and more importantly why why would you think of that if you want people to actually read it of course, the answer was he was probably so high that Le'Veon Bell didn't need football in 2018 for people to call him the greatest. He sat out a full year, but stepped up where it counted. Nobody, and I mean nobody, has ever dominated a basketball game full of white guys from Cranberry like Le'Veon Bell. And if he didn't get kicked out of that LA Fitness for smoking weed, he'd probably still be For Whom the Bell Trolls, a 30 for 30 exclusive. 
on ESPN. I look forward to that. I think it's going to be fun to watch that in its entirety. Definitely. I'm going to smoke some weed and watch that. (laughs) Joe Waterick and Mike Ofka of the uh, country rock band The Stickers, they wrote a song to commemorate uh, the Tree of Life tragedy, and it is a benefit. All the proceeds from this song are going to go to the Victims of Terror Fund, and they put together an all-star lineup of Pittsburghers for this one. Scott Blasey of the Clarks, Chris Jameson of NBC's The Voice, Joe Grishecki, Hermie Granati, Clinton Clegg of the Common Heart, they'll be in the coffeehouse later today, Bryn Marie, John Bellin from Gene the Werewolf, uh, Johnny Oof. Angel, uh, Edward Gray, uh, Devin Johnson, Donna Groom, and Jeff Jimerson. We're Whoa. all a part of the recording of this song, and I want to play it for you now, and it's streaming everywhere right now, and you can pick that up. And once again, all of the proceeds going to the Victims of Terror Fund. This is called Stand Together. Pittsburgh musicians coming together to stand up against hate. It's the DBE Morning Show. Feel like any
Stand together. That's uh, from uh, Joe Waterick and Mike Ofka from the Stickers and All Star awesome lineup there doing. on that tune, including Scott Blazy, Chris Jamison from The Voice, Joe Grishecki, Hermie Granati, Clinton Clegg, John Bellin, uh, Johnny Angel, Edward Gray. Devin Johnson, Donna Groom, and Jeff Jimerson. What a lineup. Yeah, really spanning the spectrum there, too. Yeah, they, they, they really brought a lot of people together from different genres. It's really cool. Uh, once again, all of the proceeds from that will go to the Victims of Terror Fund. All right, Val has news coming up here in a little bit. You all right, Val? Yeah, I'm totally all right. You feeling good now? Got a little caffeine in me. That's all you is. need. Mama Bear got her gummy juice. <laughs> <laughs> what did the... Uh... What did the uh, sugar bear? What was what's this little girl's name? I have no idea. What you're uh, about. Honey boo boo. Honey boo boo. Oh yeah. What did she give her? I call this my gummy juice. It was Mountain Dew and Red Bull, <laughs> and mean, she drank it before those little competitions that yeah. she was in. How those little mean? beauty pageants. Yeah. I mean, did she just go out there like to the Tasmanian Devil she every basically time? Basically, went out there like completely coked up. <laughs> oh my word! Just spinning this around. Is evening wear. She'd be like, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> Honey Boo Boo, calm down. <laughs> I like to take my just, stomach and gurgle it. <laughs> just holding your stomach. It turns it into a bagel and it starts talking. <laughs> Mama needs some gummy juice. Oh my goodness. What is he doing? And why did they why did they give her that? Borky just popped in the studio. Phil Bork is here and uh because he saw Billy Gardell and he comes in here bearing rings. Ha! Dude, five. Five Stanley Cup five. rings over there? You could make a brash knuckle set out of Bork's ring. No juggling, please. That's fantastic. <laughs> wow. I just think it's funny that Gardell, who is like a kid in a candy store if he gets a free permanis <laughs> here in the studio, Porky walks by, he's like, hey, what's up? And then just drops some Stanley Cup rings on him. He's like, five. I just had five on my hands. Five. Five. I want to thank you for bringing these three rings in. <laughs> <laughs> you can't run fast enough. Right. I can't walk fast enough. <laughs> Randy Bellman and the DVE Morning Show. Garnell and Borky together. I saw that picture, man. That's crazy. It's crazy to see the si- the difference in the sizes of the rings over the years. they gotten a little bigger. Yeah, they started out as class rings, and now they're like chandeliers on your knuckle. <laughs> it's like a big ring pop. Chandelier on your knuckle. Val, what do you got going on over there? Here's a Channel 11 Severe Weather Center forecast. It's brought to us by Bridgeville Appliance. (laughs) Cut the Dyson off while you're doing a report. It's 30 degrees at DVE. The news is brought to us by Bobby Ray Hall. Turn the Dustbuster off. Uh, Yesterday's weather is still causing some problems today. Ice and snow bringing down wires and trees in the area, according to the Post-Gazette. Many people still without power this morning. Apparently, the North Hills, the one of the hardest hit areas. Seven women have filed a lawsuit against Dartmouth College, claiming three professors at the university sexually assaulted, harassed, and discriminated against them. They claim that Todd Heatherton, William Kelly, and Paul Whalen transformed a human behavior research department into a 21st century animal house where they leered at, groped, sexted, intoxicated, and even raped female students. The women are seeking $70 million in damages for the inappropriate behavior they say dates back to 2002, while the administration at the college allegedly looked the other way. Dartmouth actually started its own investigation into the matter in 2017. Since then, Heatherton retired and the two others quit. 
According to a new study, just one energy drink can mess up your blood vessels and increase the risk of heart attack or stroke. Just not it's just not a protein shake, an energy drink. No, no, no drink. an energy no, drink. Like, like, a, like a monster. Or a Red or Bull I mean, or, yeah. Go-go juice from. <laughs> right. My from God. Honey Boo Boo. What does her heart look like? Honey Boo Boo's? Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, like I don't even want to. I don't want to see it. Like one of those shut down steel mills on the alligator. <laughs> <laughs> Just looks bad. So that's so that the, makes sense to me though. That because it's it's like cocaine that doesn't stop coming at you. Those energy drinks. Okay. Oh, yeah. I, I remember being in college and the the drink was Red Bull and vodka. Oh, yeah. That was the drink. I'm like I'm classy. <laughs> I'm drinking Red Bull and vodka. It's a mixed drink. No I'm more of that Schlitz ice. A mutual friend of ours, that was his go-to in the early 2000s. And that was the drink. I just remember how blotto he would get on that. And I'm like, you're wide awake right now and crushed. Yeah, like, you're supposed to not be awake <laughs> after drinking as much as you drank. And he's like, let's go, you know. Now, it all, it's not a full Red Bull in every Red Bull and vodka, is no. it? Yeah, so I, Tim and I went to uh, Flugtag sure. in Baltimore. The Red Bull. Right, it's like, a Red Bull flight contest. Right. Or what, they just did it here two years ago? Yeah, that's when, what's his name? The oh. guy from Dave Crawley, uh, Dave Crawley jumped hurt. off one and like broke his ribs. But we went, and so it was, you know, to have all the Red Bull you want. And I just remember we drank a ton of Red Bull and vodka. So wait, is it like a tasting thing? Is there different no, flavors it's just, of Red Bull? It was just open bar, drink all you want. Go ahead. Because they wanted people to make that correlation, because if that became the go-to, you know, sales go through the roof. Red Bull is a very dangerous crutch, I think. Because people yeah, use it I, as like, oh, is they sell it in stores? This is fine. This I'll just use one this of won't these. Kill me. Yeah, I think you got to be I real careful sip with that. Once in a while. Yeah, but I never drink a whole one. I'll have a few sips. It's funny. That's I have it. so many vices, and I do things that are, so many things that are bad for me that I really demonize the ones that I don't do. <laughs> <laughs> I get really mad at those ones, like Red and Bull. Then I'm you like, apologize for the ones you do. Right, do. exactly. I'm like, <laughs> Red Bull is evil. I'm like the dad in Footloose. No Red Bull <laughs> in this town. And then 800 other things that are bad for me. Do you want to shoot whiskey right now? Yes, I do. Yes, <laughs> I do. Snort it. Sure. How much better would Footloose have been if they were all drinking Red Bull? The dancing would have been better. At least faster. Chris Penn's scene would have been. Yeah, faster. Didn't they redo Footloose and make yeah. the dancing faster? Oh, I don't know, but I know they redid it. There was no I need to redo it. that. That's a perfect movie. I agree with you. I saw it twice in the movie theater when you I was like 12. should not be allowed to remake a movie for like 50 years. Ooh, boy. You know what's funny, I mean, though? That movie, if you go back and watch it, like some of the dance, the, the whole premise of it is like, no dancing in this town. Nobody's dancing. And then this guy shows up in his beetle bug like, I'm going to change Turns it all. Turns the town on its upside down. <laughs> and he's angst dancing around like an empty warehouse. And he's not even dancing. He's just jumping off of stuff. <laughs> and that's considered dancing. Parkour. You're right. It was parkour in the 80s. He was ahead of his time. I don't know what you're doing, but it looks enough like dancing that I don't want to <laughs> see it. You stay away from my daughter. I just remember back then it was like, wow, guys dance. <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> and then somehow there's like a game of chicken on two tractors. You're like, all right, how's this in the movie? Okay, fine. Boy, that was a big thing in the movies of my youth where a lot of, uh, and most of them were about 
a time period 15 years before and there were always chicken like car races and oh, like yeah. you know marty mcfly don't call him a chicken right remember uh greece what about Although that? that wasn't really chicken that was well, a race. i mean thunder road was pretty scary what was the the was it thunder road what yeah was, what was that one movie where the guy was like a fonzie type character that. and he died in one of those chicken contests was and, it a stephen king movie no it was like a ha- it was like a happy movie kind of thing jason well, gedrick was the kid and the mom from malcolm in the middle was his mom and the fonzie oh, character was the his- heavenly kid thank you <laughs> The Heavenly Kid was an amazing film. Yeah, I know. But it all was about one of those chicken races. Dude, that has one of the best 80s music songs ever. What? It's like... Oh, yeah, please sing the whole thing. (laughs) What are you doing? You bet out of the... Dude, it's... You gotta look it up. Joe Lynn Turner. Here's the soundtrack from The Heavenly Kid. Joe Lynn Turner, former singer of Rainbow. Rainbow. Sang a song called Heartless. On the, the Edge or like... Oh, yeah. John, out on the Edge. That's it. John Fiore, Out on the Edge. That's what you're thinking of. Yeah, dude. Right here. Um, Hold yeah. on. This is Bill's tune. Oh, right well, there. screams 80s we back to Dude, I just put me right into that movie. I've never heard this song. Are you serious? Never. I don't I have no idea what Now, look at this graphic. Does that movie look familiar at all to you? Oh yeah, this is a great jam. Oh my god. Dude, that, it's so good. If that movie was cast better, it probably would have landed more in a classic category. The guy category. from Empty Nest was uh, Robert Mulligan. Yeah, was like the. I don't know who he was. He Bert was, from Soap. Yeah, he was like an I know, angel. But he, yeah, he was an angel. Yeah, he was like the uh, the head angel. Like, hey kid, you got to do this to yeah. get your wings. <laughs> right. And for some reason, everybody in this movie was like had a motorcycle or. Well, Footloose. It was all about racing cars. We are not alone here. The social media hits are coming in in a big oh, way. I'm People sure remember is. the that, Heavenly Kid. See, this is, this is out of my wheelhouse. If you were making this whole thing up, I would have no way of knowing. <laughs> Why? And it sounds very Again, plausible. We, we're supposed to be assigning him these kinds of movies to watch yeah. so that yeah, we got the. Right. You Malone. did that for two weeks. We got through Bad News Bears. All right, the and, Heavenly Kid. All right. The Heavenly Kid is the Heavenly so good. Kid. All right. That's probably not good. No, no. All right. <laughs> while we're on a Jason Gedrick kick, the Heavenly Kid. And Is he an Iron Eagle? Iron Eagle, exactly. Okay, watch both. I don't both know of if I've ever seen Iron Eagle. Dude, Blue Luke Gossett Jr. You want to? <laughs> you want to make popcorn? Where we'll wear onesies and go down <laughs> Let's to the basement. Do it. Let's well, do Footloose it. really was the first huge soundtrack, right? No, I mean, it wasn't the first. It was huge, but I wouldn't say it was the first huge one. Saturday Night Fever in Greece, especially. Yeah, well, yeah. Saturday Night Fever was the blockbuster. I, I still sing along to the Grease soundtrack. Right there, you go. But the Heavenly Kid, that was John Fiore. That's the guy's name. And he went on to create a pizza shop here in Pittsburgh, which is crazy. Gardell <laughs> ate at Fiore's yesterday. It's like everything Gardell did yesterday was news. I know. He was everywhere. He was at a coffee shop. Coffee shop, Fiore's, <laughs> Capitol Grill. Then he did late night Permanis with Byrne. He's on did a he? world tour. I don't think he ate at Permanis. I just, just think he went and met Byrne there. Yeah, Steve Byrne's in town for the holiday with his family, and so he's going to stop by the studio today uh, as well. But at any rate, awesome. The Heavenly Kid is your next assignment. All right, a millenn- like we got to come up with a name for that segment with millennials watching the classic bad movie. 
That's a long title. We, we, no, we I wasn't looking for that to be the title. I mean, <laughs> that, that was the description. How about Millennial Flashback? We developed this list, no. and all that's on it so far is Lucas. Oh, yeah. One Crazy Summer. Yes. And, that's and, a great and Better movie. Off Dead. Yeah. How have you not rifled through those? Those yeah. are, I would sit well, down m- now and listen, watch all of them. You'll have a couple I, days I, off wanna, for a holiday. Right, I want right. to come to Sean's defense here. He watches like 187 movies a year. That's, that's the main thing, yeah. So watch the good ones, like One Crazy Summer. <laughs> yeah. That is a great And movie. Better Off Dead, directed by Savage Steve Holland. All right, what do you got? Uh, yet another reason pets are awesome. A study revealed that one in three pet owners say they've been alerted to danger by their pet. Pet owners say their animals have warned them of dangers, including fires and even carbon monoxide leaks. 10% say their pet had flat out saved their life or the life of someone close to them. What is the worst day to shop for Thanksgiving dinner? Wednesday before. So that's, that's what I would think, or tomorrow, like the Saturday before. Yeah. It's Tuesday, and that's because oh. everybody thinks Wednesday Wednesday's is the, the worst. worst day, so everybody goes on Tuesday. If oh. you go Wednesday, you're screwed, because if you get a frozen turkey, it's not gonna, you can't thaw it in time, right? Right. To cook it. But so the stores are open on Thanksgiving now, so. Yeah, nothing is you could ever always, closed Yeah, now. you could always go first thing in the morning kind of don't like that in a way it's nice but i just hate that people have to work on the holidays and you know. i i don't my bro my one mom <laughs> it's kind of nice my mom worked in a nursing home my one brother worked for a newspaper so somebody was always working in our family uh and we're full on into the holiday season does this time of year stress you out yeah, yeah of course yeah 13% of people said the holidays are extremely stressful for them. Women much more likely to say that than men. I don't think it's why extremely do you, why stressful. Do you, what stresses you out? Well, for me, it's my family is stretched out. And so this year there are two different Thanksgivings. Sometimes there's four. You know, sometimes there's one. This year Wait, In the same place? No. no. So you di- have to pick which city to go to. Yeah. So this year there's two of them. You can't hit them all. No. It's not a stovetop situation. Right. So what happens is, like, the planning is where the stress comes in. Because it's all text message, because there's a bunch of us on a thread. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you just read somebody's text message the wrong way, and then it just all goes to hell. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, hey, I, what does he mean by that? I infer something from a Dinner text message, and then I'll text singularly one of the other siblings. I'll be like, on the side. what the hell was she talking about with that, you know? Sidebar. And they'll be like, I don't I don't know if she meant it like that. And I'm like, totally, she did. Go back and read that. And then, you know, <laughs> and then we're in a fight over semantics. And- hey, too much sauce. Are you saying I'm a jerk? No, you brought too much sauce. <laughs> it's mostly where we where are we going to go? Mm-hmm. Because where? we need Switzerland. Yeah. Well, your parents. Uh, uh, Is there yeah. neutral ground? Can you guys just go to Mexico City or something? That would be great. Um, they probably wouldn't be ready the for The field you. wouldn't be ready. Yeah. The turkey would <laughs> not be ready. torn up. No, yeah, because it's the, you know, you have to go both parents still mm-hmm. 50 years later. <laughs> neither of them will play a road game. So <laughs> <laughs> I mean that's understandable. Can can everybody? Can't the whole band get back together just in Erie for? Or would that be a disaster? Disaster. Admirable devotion to uh, picking sides, though, between my parents who are in their late seventies and are still like, no effing way, <laughs> not giving an inch here. That's amazing. I'm starting to I'm starting to admire that level of stubbornness.
What if you agree that you you all watch the Heavenly Kid together? <laughs> that might work. My favorite well, is when they when they do have to sit together and they just like they just can't look at each other. It's just so well, awesome. The impressive whole, at it, this thing, the hate point, the hatred has lasted longer than the marriage. I don't even think it's hate. I don't even know what it is. It's just like they just. But if just, your whole family gets together, it's you have a huge family, yeah, a, yeah. so yeah. it's big there. enough that they could avoid each other, right? right? And yet they, they still won't do it. <laughs> <laughs> just, we we did this thing last summer where we got on golf carts to like we were at like a Your beach vacation. yeah and we were going from one little area to another and um they were on the same golf cart my mom's like looked around and she's like nope and just jumped off she just was like <laughs> she, like she, into the ocean <laughs> like nope <laughs> not swimming away not while it was moving she didn't roll off of it right. but but she oh, might have man why'd you gotta rob me of that nope. visual yeah I just, no. Uh, no like right before it took off she just kind of looked to her left and she's like nah nah i thought Did i she could literally yeah it's like it was oh, like you could awesome. see her go like i thought i could but i, I can't no. she nexted Boop. him next wow that's amazing oh it's dedication but so at any rate, that's where the aggravation the and the stress, stress comes, comes in for from. us. It's the planning. It's not the cleaning or when we finally do get together, it's fine, typically. Mm-hmm. And it's just usually over. Oh, really? You're just going to come here for four hours and then you're like, okay, fine. No. <laughs> oh, but that was a nice little vacation for you while the rest of us do the cleaning. All right. See ya. <laughs> Grudge held for six more months. <laughs> I want a mathematical formula for how much time you need to spend at a holiday thing. Because that's the thing that starts... You've only been here for five hours and you're leaving? I was like, five hours is a lot of time. That's a long time. Yeah, that's a long time. I, there's got to be some math for how far you drove and who's working the next day and what's mm-hmm. going on and whose house it is and who cooked. How far have you traveled to get yes. there? Right. I agree. That that would be helpful. Uh, I'm the post-up of- guy. I, I If I come over, I'm I'm in it for the long haul. You, you, put, a, you put up a tent. I'm going to be the last <laughs> one out. See, we only do we can only do about a max three hours with my family because of travel time and mm-hmm. dogs and so about three hours on you, the clock. You it's send like, the dogs eh, in. We got to start thinking about going home. That's the best thing about having dogs. Release the hounds. You, you, well, you can leave now. anywhere. Like, oh, I gotta, I gotta go get a little. They can't dog hold their pee as long. <laughs> Years ago, my sister and I went to a, a, a Christmas holiday. We decided we were going to go to a to. A, Vacation? One of the small ones. No, like oh. one of our other siblings. And it just did not work out, and it was a 12-hour trip. We're Ooh. like, we better get out of here. <laughs> this isn't what, going well. What happened? You traveled to- We traveled, we traveled far. You flew. And we're just like, this is probably a bad idea, You're wasn't it? The way there, so it like, was like- Nope. <laughs> it, might as, it was like, you know, and we rationalized it. We're like, it's only like three hours of traveling. I mean, if you think of it that way, it's not a big deal, well, right? At least you're on the same page. Yeah. You could go hang out together. We did our best. Sometimes you just got to go, you know what? All That's right. all right. Let's we don't have this. to spend time together. You guys want to call it? Let's call it. And, but, well, but that, like, it always sounds like we hate, we don't. Everybody loves each other a lot. It, it's just you that. You can't be together. <laughs> no, we times. can totally be together, but sometimes, like, just something's, An I don't irritation. Know. Yeah, and that was like a lot. That was like over a decade ago. But, like, when the fights happen, they're good. They really are. <laughs> they're, they're, there's a lot of, oh, really? <laughs> Is that what you think? Was it a kind of situation where it's like you love them all, but not all together? <laughs> like in a big group, it just it's a disaster. I will say it is amazing how the the dynamic of your youth does not change. That at some point when you have a big family, when you're part of a lot of kids, that that 
right about college age, you are cemented. And whatever your identity in the group dynamic is, it mm-hmm. stays that way forever. And it is remarkably consistent. It just doesn't change. The same foibles that you all had back then, you still have. Like, they for sure think I'm a wing nut. Like, you know, <laughs> they are not counting on me for anything super, super important. Like, I've got the turkey. They'd be like, somebody else better get the turkey. <laughs> Can't trust Randy. But there are other people who th- they're really good at that. It's just, it is what it is. I don't know. It's like a pack of dogs. Everybody kind of falls into their own Yeah, I'm probably still lane. thought of as the baby. For sure. They will always think you're the baby. You're going to be gray-haired, and they will think you're the baby. That's My awful. mom experiences that now, because she is the baby. Really? Mm-hmm. And her oldest brother is 90, and, and he's he still, still like, treats her like the baby well, of the he's family. Just, you know, he just considers her. She's the little one. Yeah. We asked him to get a turkey, and he brought this thing about how Citizens United <laughs> needs to be repealed. <laughs> Randy, we can't eat this. I got a lot of bones to pick. <laughs> Def Leppard drummer Rick Allen and his wife Lauren Monroe will perform at the Folktale Winery and Vineyards in Carmel by the Sea, California. Tomorrow, it's a benefit for Project Resilience, Allen and Monroe's charitable mission to raise awareness and provide services to veterans in the area coping with PTSD. And finally, Eric Clapton has posted the complete claymation video for his cover of White Christmas, and you can find that on the Morning Show page at dve.com. What's so funny? Why? That's where he's been. He's been adjusting the clay Why? for like five years. I still, I still can't believe Eric Clapton put out a Christmas record. Did you see the video for it? Yes. Pretty goofy. <laughs> well, if you want to see that goofiness, it's, it's on our it's, morning show it's page. It's claymation. Forecast today, uh, windy, cold, some snow, temperatures in the low 30s. It is 30 now at DVE. All right, so everyone was weighing in on those bad 80s slash great 80s movies. Mm -hmm. And Bill, I know this one's near and dear to your heart. Put this on your list, Sean. All right. The Last Dragon. Oh, come on. You are the last dragon. That's Bruce Leroy. The last flippin' dragon. Yeah, he has to... Leroy! Who's the master? You remember that one? Yeah, it's not a good movie. You got that glow, that glow. Is is Rhythm of the Night from that movie? I don't Debarge? know. It is. No, I don't think it's so. It's a it's a fantastic film, and by that I mean it's awful. Well, the Barge was good. huge in the eighties. This is from the Last Dragon soundtrack. Really? Yeah. They have this chick in the movie oh, who is. Uh, dating the the, the main the henchman the villain, and uh, she's like a Cindy Lauper type figure. Did you ever see that movie? It's it's oh yeah, it's very bizarre. Yeah, Val, I think this was in a couple movies. I don't think that dude was in anything else though. The guy that played Bruce Leroy. Why there was such an acting tour de force? <laughs> I, I can't imagine why Scorsese didn't pick him up for a whole series. I saw that of inspirational guy. films. I haven't seen the movie, but I, I know enough. I saw the guy who played Bruce Leroy at a wrestling show, like coming out of somebody's manager, awesome. and it was such a suspension of disbelief because the whole crowd was like, "We know he can kick your ass. I don't know why he's outside. Let's get the Last Dragon in the yeah. ring and see how things go." I just looked up, uh, I just Googled worst 80s movies. Yeah. This list, the Cineblend, it's got the great movies on there. Weekend at Bernie's. I mean. Phenomenal. Friday the 13th, Look Who's Talking, Police Academy, 
Police Another Academy. Wait, wait, hold on a second. Police Academy is one of the greatest movies ever made. <laughs> it's, it's I, I Sean, often, you have seen the original Police Academy, right? Yes, and it's not great. Don't Cocktail? you sit here and sully if you if man. you watch it for the first time in 2013 as I did. Well, that's yeah. not how you're supposed to view it. Well, Cocktail. I'm sorry. <laughs> great movie, Mannequin. Great movie, Mommy oh, Dearest. Mannequin, yes, awesome movie, Mommy Dearest. That's one you got to watch. All right, putting it on the list. Short Circuit, Johnny Five, Breaking and Breaking Two, Electric Boogaloo, <laughs> which I did see in the theater. Did you really? You did. Yep. <laughs> Never gets old. No. It really doesn't. And you oh, can come up with the name of the bar immediately. The Blue Oyster. Yeah. It's too bad that Billy and Steve aren't here because they're they would have some great eighties movies. Oh, uh, they're yelling at they are yelling at their radio in the car on the way the, here right the now. Billy Gardell will be here in a little bit. In Police Academy are iconic. All of them. High Tower, Tackleberry, Hooks, Mahoney, Sweet Chuck, Commandant Lassard. All right, Mike's coming in next. I'll tell you. The, the Penguins. Proctor! Got to figure out what's going on right now. Also, Sid's injury? Yee. Could it be a while? They say it's day-to-day. Mike was saying earlier, probably more like week-to-week with Sid right now. And the scuttlebutt is uh, that it is... It's not just a muscle pull. All right. That plus getting you ready for Sunday's Steelers-Jags game. A 1 o'clock kickoff. That's been flexed. Thankfully, not a uh, primetime kickoff now. No longer... Are we going to have to stay up all night and start off our short week with a hangover on Monday morning, which is good news. But that means the pregame starts at 9 a.m. here on your radio home of the Steelers. Tim Benz, Dale Lawley, and Rob King handed off to Mike Pursuta, uh, Bob Labriola, and uh, Jerry Dulac. And then, of course, it's the triumvirate of broadcasting with Bill Hillgrove, Tunchelkin, and Craig Wolfley. Wolf. Yes. Why do you still have this music playing? Because it's still playing. <laughs> Steelers, Jags, Sunday, 1 o'clock, DVE. Meet lizards, snakes, turtles, and crocodilians in reptiles live at Carnegie Museum of Natural History. Transformer explosion in Elizabeth Douglas Run Road east of Nichols Hill Road. Avoid that area. A lot of trees down in Monroeville. Abers Creek Road is closed in both directions between Cabot Road and Northern Pike. Tree down in Gibsonia. Gibsonia Road at Benedict Road. Tree uh, traffic lights rather not working correctly in Squirrel Hill at Forbes Avenue and South Dallas. Use caution. Make sure you treat that as a four-way stop. Worst problem of this morning, uh, 70 eastbound is closed uh, right before the PennDOT Welcome Center. Uh, That's due to an earlier overturned big rig that caught fire. Uh, Other power lines down uh, in Marshall Shadeland, in Wexford, Plum, Richland, and in Butler. Too many to uh, mention. I'm Val Porter, DVE Total Traffic. Health.com. DVE Sports. When we were talking about bad 80s movies, someone uh, tweeted to us, The Disorderlies with the Fat Boys. Oh, my God. And I'm wondering, how many Fat Boys are still alive, and are they still fat, and could we get a reunion? I think some of them are probably dead. I don't know. I'll get the numbers back. I think there's only two of them. There was three Fat Boys originally, yeah. Third base only had two dudes. All right, Mike's got your They should have been called second base. I don't know why they weren't. (laughs) Mike Pursuta with your sports right now. What's wrong with the Pens? 
Uh, how much time you got? Sports is brought to you by Havas Auto and Truck Supply. The biggest problem at present is the status of Sidney Crosby. Who did not play in last night's 4-3 home ice loss to the Tampa Bay Lightning. Crosby is officially day-to-day with an upper body injury. Head coach Mike Sullivan said before the game last night that it's probably going to be a week, unquote. Hmm. Which means, among other things, he's probably going to miss Sidney Crosby bobblehead night on Monday night. No. When the always exciting Buffalo Sabres visit. This is uh, disconcerting. It's starting to add up that way. Yeah, it could Uh, be scary. Lightning get four power play goals last night. Uh, A couple with a 5-on-4 advantage and a couple with a 5-on-3 advantage. Penguins let a 2-0 lead get away. Uh, They lose for the seventh time in eight games. They're 1-6-1 in their last eight, and they're 3-5-1 on home ice this year. And they are 7-7-3 seven, seven and three overall. That ties for the bottom spot in the Eastern Conference. And the point I was trying to make last hour and kind of fumbled it, it if you watched last night's game, you wouldn't say, okay, they lost 4-3, but that's a really good transition team. Or, okay, they lost 4-3, but, man, they get a lot of chances. Or, man, they go to the net. Or, man, they, they're really good coming up the neutral zone. Or, boy, can they forecheck. There just isn't an identifying characteristic right now when you watch them play. And I think it was kind of the same way in the Devils game. Uh, they're they're not playing horribly, but they're not playing especially well. They're just they're about seven seven and three. Yeah. You know that's that's how good they look, and that's not good enough. And to see that kind of effort last night, um, when I say effort, uh, that kind of performance in the wake of the trade that uh, Jim Rutherford made. Shipping Carl Hagelin out the door. You wonder uh, what it might take to uh, get their attention and uh, glean a little more from what still looks like a roster that should be better than this, right? Yes. Oh, definitely. I mean, Matt Murray talked after the game, Mike, and he said that they he thought that the Pens were the better team, even strength, and yeah. I think he's right on that. There's something to build on, but you can't go into the box seven no, times. No, you cannot, and that's you know that's part of it. Uh, we've seen this team look really good at times this year. That trip through. Canada, the the four for four was resplendent. Uh, I thought the Caps game recently in Washington, the two to one loss, was a really good hockey game between two really good teams. It looked like you could have dropped that game into May and it could have been game four. But they're not able to duplicate these performances nearly uh, consistently enough, and that's what they got to figure out. They are at Ottawa on Saturday night. Can they stop by Banff? Be a little bit of a circuitous route, but it might be a good idea. Do a BAMF run. Steelers getting ready for uh, the Jaguars in Jacksonville. And uh, had a little chat with Ben Roethlisberger yesterday. You know, the page officially turned this week from Le'Veon Bell to James Conner, right? Because now we know Bell's not coming back in any capacity. He gone. Conner kind of put his signature on that feature back job a while ago, right? If Bell came back, they weren't just going to. Start giving him the ball and stop giving it to Connor. Connor's been that good. And uh, I was trying to get a gauge on how far Connor has come and how quickly. And I remembered last year that they didn't trust him in pass protection. That's one of the reasons he didn't play more. And I thought there was a play where he got Ben Roethlisberger blown up, but I couldn't remember it specifically. So uh, I asked Ben Roethlisberger if that, in fact, had happened. Probably. But he wouldn't be the first guy. I thought there was a moment like that. There probably was. James, remember last year when you missed a block and I got hit really hard? That never happened. <laughs> <laughs> that's, 
That's a little insight. I, that never happened, man. I'm trying to talk to <laughs> Roethlisberger about Connor all day yesterday, and Connor's locker's right next to him. So they're sitting there talking all the, the whole yeah. during the media availability periods. And finally, I get a minute where Connor leaves, and he comes back, and that's why Ben. Hey, did you get me hit last year? Nah, that never happened. <laughs> I think it did happen. I'm pretty sure it happened, but it it hasn't it me. It hasn't happened again. It hasn't, and I hope it, it doesn't. To me, that's one of the things you see is that he takes pride in not just being a running back. You know, a, a running back in a lot of people's eyes is a guy that runs the ball. To us, a running back is a guy that does it all. Uh, pass block, catches, um, does a little bit of everything, and that's what he's been doing. Um, he's been picking up the blitzes and uh, getting better every week and, and, and more willing. I mean, he's got a lot of heart. You know, and to, to do that job when a linebacker is running full speed at you, to get to, to basically tell yourself, I'm going to get in front of this car accident uh, for you, it's, it, it talks about someone's heart, and I think he's got it because he shows you know, every week that he can do it. Yeah, you can see second in the league in rushing, or third in the league in rushing, second in the league in yards from scrimmage, which coincidentally Le'Veon Bell was second in the league in yards mm. from scrimmage last year, so he's done a nice job replacing him. I don't think he's gotten nearly enough credit for his effectiveness in the passing game when the ball's not in his hands. When he's either doing that blitz pickup stuff, which is critical. Critical. If he can't do that, he's not on the field on, on third downs. Right. Yeah, he gets uh, Ben killed. And the other thing he does really well, even when he doesn't get the ball, he gets out into the check down spot faster than Le'Veon Bell did. Roethlisberger has supreme trust in that. And uh, even if he doesn't throw it to him, that's a big deal. Dave Damashek from the NFL Network joins us when we come back here on the DVE Morning Show. It's the DVE Morning Show. Joining us right now from the NFL Network, Pittsburgh uh, uh, native, as I always say, but that doesn't sound quite right. He's a, he's a Pittsburgher. It's Dave Damashek. And uh, Dave, we are joined by fellow Pittsburgh expatriate and Los Angeles resident <laughs> Billy Gardell now. Uh, so there's two of you Los Angelesians. <laughs> What's up, Dave? Yo, Gardell, what a thrill to to be on the air with Pittsburgh royalty and the mayor of Pittsburgh Shut all up. at one time. This is uh, this is an exciting moment for me. <laughs> right. All right, so Lev Bell Watch is finally over. Are you elated that we don't have to uh, contemplate his uh, eventual return, or will he, won't he? I don't know. I still think he could come back for week 14. <laughs> I don't know, man. Don't, let's see. Don't, don't close the book yet. He's Listen. coming back, but he's going to be working a concession stand down at Heinz. I'd like to be there for that. I'd like to order the wiener from him. Yes, sir. Uh, more mustard, please. Um, listen, I... Uh, I we we talked about this Bauman weeks and weeks and yeah. weeks ago, and and we got it. We got to stick with this, you know. One, what was what did we talk about in front of that Atlanta game when the season seemed to hang in the balance, almost almost literally. And we we felt like, boy, the Steelers can't win this one. No Levy and Bell. Things are sideways. The defense looks lousy. And what did we say? Seven wants it. He wanted it in the off season. He wanted the change in uh, offensive coordinator. He got it. He said, I'm not playing well. Put it all on me. We put it all on him. And look where we are. We're in first place, and we got the second seed right now. Keep it rolling seven. Let's remember, yes, we don't have 26, one of the great running backs of the 21st century. But we do have future Hall of Famer Big Ben Roethlisberger under center. We have the best wide receiver since Randy Moss at least. And we have the game's best offensive line, and that equals 52 points, just like the Pitt Panthers two days later. 
tribute to the late great Mike Webster, fifty-two, and uh, and you know this is where we are. And like Norman Dale said to the gathered crowd in Hickory High when Jimmy Chitwood wouldn't show up to play, <laughs> this is your team. Their work demands your respect. Get is. behind it, Pittsburgh, PA. These are your Pittsburgh Steelers for 2018. I'm on board. Let's all go down to Duval County and give them what for. I'm I'm with you there. I I am I, I, I'm, I'm finding it easier to root for this team without Le'Veon Bell. Me too. Yeah, that's that's right. Yes, this is what we have. All that stuff is legitimate too. You know, you think about. Um, it, I we, we always laugh. For the last 25 years, there's never been a team that's won a championship that doesn't stay in the locker room afterwards. No one outside this locker room believed in us. Well, some people believed in you. Some people <laughs> in Vegas believed in you. Well, well, all, all those all people, people, all those people in the stands, all of yeah. us in other states who bought DirecTV just for that reason. Yeah, we believed. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're all just masochists. We all know how this turns out, but we're going to watch anyway. I think some people believed in you. But they, but they love to have that chip on their shoulder, sure. so fine. Sure. This, this locker room, that, this was ready-made. No one believes in us without Levy and Bell. Well, we believe now, and really now, we got the, the, the legitimate concern. We haven't had it yet, fellas, this season in 2018, and I'm not trying to put a pox on Coach Tomlin's team right now. But what the what's the bugaboo we always talk about? Losing road to bad games teams. against yeah. bad teams on the road. Mm-hmm. Well, the Jags kind of fit that description right now. They're not they're they, they're a miserable bunch somehow. So if we can avoid slip up, which we really need to do, because as we know, the football gods. I don't know what deal Tom Brady or Belichick or whoever made with the football gods at the turn of the millennium. But that that <laughs> we can talk about. Brady and Belichick, and even they've had some good defenses over the years and whatever. The greatest reason that that team, and it's it's impressive. We can concede what they've done is impressive, those Patriots. But the number one reason why that is true is because they're in the AFC East, and the greatest opposition they've ever had in 15 years to their dominance in that bum division is two years of Mark Sanchez. I say that's, this all the time. They start the season six and zero. Oh. It's brutal. It's gone. It's gone. It, I mean, so it's dumb luck, whatever. That's uh, but I mean, you know, we have to deal with the Ravens perennially every uh, few years. The the Bungles pretend like they're a legitimate team. <laughs> back to back to Earl Campbell and uh, Bum Phillips and uh, right. and the Houston Oilers. We never have a breeze. It's no. never a breeze for us. But you know, they've the. I mean, really, the, 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 these these bum teams that they have to go through, the Bills, the Dolphins, and the Jets, and so the, all they have to do is win one home game every year, and then they're in the AFC title game again. This year, it's got to change. They Once again, they have the Vikings, the Patriots, and then they have us um, in December, and outside of that, they got the bum collective to run through. But this year, we can't slip up. we got to get that two seed. That's the difference, fellas. If we have to go up to Fox, if we have to play three games, including a trip up to Foxborough and a trip to Arrowhead, things are not going to feel as uh, as um, optimistic. Yeah. If we get if we can get home field though, and the Patriots have to play a wild card round game and then come up to us or go to Arrowhead, I like our chances. I do too. I and you know what else is? Uh, I I really really I, I'm not worried about the Jags. I actually think we're going to do well against them because we got some unfinished business from last year. 
Um, mm-hmm. The game that makes me most nervous is Oakland. Yeah, that that I, just hey. smells like one of those games that we should never in a million years lose, and we somehow blow it at the end. So I'm that's the one I'm worried about. I hear you. I, you know, it's funny. I've talked to, you know, Ike Taylor and Ryan Clark and those guys who were around from uh, at the start of the 21st century. And I you know, really like, you know, it's it's like a uh, gallows humor or something like, uh, what the hell can you not beat the worst franchise in the 21st <laughs> century ever for? What, 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 what gives that you can never beat that team? And and they say like like what do you talk about in the you know in the, the week leading up to the game what does uh, Tomlin say they're like hey guys we can't lose to this team again and then we always lose to them and then <laughs> kind of laugh about them like it's not funny anymore stop losing <laughs> to the stinking Raiders well the reason well, we can't this? we can't lose we can't afford that game big time because coming down this stretch we got the Patriots we got the Saints we got the Broncos. We can't afford to lose a dumb game. We just can't. That's it. That that is exactly right. We can lament that the that the Patriots have the easier ride. We hope that the Patriots will slip up against the Vikings in Foxborough and that we'll dump them, which we obviously will need to do if we want to have the uh, the second seed. But um, yeah, and by the way, we might even get past the the Chiefs when it's all said and done. But to Gardell's point, that is a I mean a brutal path. Christmas, we got to. If you're an objective football fan, by the way, how sweet is that game? The the Steelers at the Saints around uh, Christmas. Oh, yeah. so you're going to oh, get yeah. to watch that with the family. That's pretty uh, yeah. sweet stuff for all of us. But either way, yes, at Denver is no is no uh, um, you know gimme. Um, you know the, we we close it out with the Bengals. And by the way, you know the Bengals are not completely. The, uh, but how on brand and how uh, how funny is it that they hired Hugh Jackson? Well, I mean, it, how, it's just ridiculous. What a dream. I, I mean, <laughs> what a dream. Todd Haley's going to end up in uh, in Baltimore. Something something <laughs> has to happen there. Well, his goal is to originally his goal is to to ruin every offense in the AFC North. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Fourth and one. Hey, Let's listen. run a flea flicker. Why are you unemployed? <laughs> <laughs> I love I love way back to week one. I still love that Roethlisberger uh, did a QB sneak with Todd Haley on the field. Finally. Yeah, it was great. Uh, the, my biggest concern, not to not to uh, put a black cloud over uh, over uh, the Steelers or the AFC North, but the one thing I ask Levy and Bell is on your way out, if you're still uh, if you're listening while you're playing uh, pickup basketball at a local gym right now, <laughs> before you get out of town, just do me this: don't don't go to the Ravens. Yeah. Go wherever you want to go. I yeah. don't care where you go. Go, dude. Take your money, whatever. We'll see. You'll have your big revenge game. It'll be hyped up for a week and that'll come and go too. Just don't uh, no one no one's interested in seeing you twice a year in the in the purple getup. I don't agree. do that. Like I agree. That. Dave Damashek from the NFL Network. I was looking forward to uh, the uh, the the big Jalen Ramsey Big Ben showdown, but uh, that defense has been lackluster at best this year, which is a shame because I like when Jalen Ramsey is being Jalen Ramsey. I think you know he's the only NFL player I could uh, accurately describe as being sassy. And uh, <laughs> he's got a lot of sass. And, uh, you know, uh, I think that stuff can be kind of fun. But they, they've had their troubles. A little bit of a trap game here for the Steelers. And they got to come through in a big way on Sunday. Let's hope that happens once again. And we continue to roll into the month of December. 
I'm with you. Quick correction. I think we could rightly call, we could change his first name from Baker to Sassy. Sassy Mayfield. <laughs> Sassy Mayfield and company are coming to town. Hey, that, that uh, uh, outsized frat dude. Uh, we got to see him twice a year. I like him. Up. I, make, I, I like that dude. I'm t- I like him, too. I like him, too. He's a fly, He does seem like a, a, a funny kid. but um, He is a total bro, but, but he's hilarious. Yeah, listen. If he were backing up uh, Big Ben right now, but but you know, listen. Uh, hey, maybe we'll maybe Mason Rudolph is a big goof. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. Well, our fingers are crossed on that. But uh, in the meantime, <laughs> I'm with you. They don't have. I mean, practically, the one thing I'll say is they the 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 Jags are predicated on running the ball. That's the way they were built for this season. Although it's very weird, it does deserve uh, uh, the quick side note. That I love it, whether it's college football or pro football when the announcers and that team gets down a couple of scores and they say, "Hey, this offense isn't built to come from behind." Like, "Hey, maybe you should change your offense." <laughs> we, we better, hey guys, the one, the one the one thing we better not do is uh, is fall behind. Yeah, like, what's what, what's, what? what's our plan for the year? We're never gonna get behind. That's our plan. If we do, we're doomed. Otherwise, <laughs> to the stars, boys. Uh, yeah, it's very strange. But their offensive line, so they built their offensive line to just run, run, run the whole game. Well, three-fifths of that O-line are out now. And the way that, you know, Hayward and Tewitt have been looking, hopefully Tewitt's ready to go. Yeah, and uh, the way that's been freeing up Watt and Dupree to do their thing, that should spell bad news for uh old Blake down there, but like you know, that. let's hope that this, it's just a so it's a, the defense down there is still reasonably good. There is a blueprint now that's been delivered to the NFL. People are kind of figuring out ways to expose it. We just, I, you, you got to figure if we can scratch out, you know, twenty against that uh, against that defense that uh, the way the the curtains playing right now that we I, should be able to handle I Blake and escape with a win. I think the answer to this game is a lot of three and outs for Jacksonville. Gas that, uh, gas that off, gas their their defense for the first half, and then scorch them in the second half. That's right. I like. I think I I wouldn't be surprised if you see a uh, a pick six somewhere along the way here. That's my uh, prediction. Nice. Uh, we'll see a, a black and gold pick six against uh, Old Blake there. Dave Damachek from the NFL Network every Friday Good here on your you, radio Dave. home of the Steelers DVE. Dave, thank you so much, brother. Hey, have a great uh, a great show, Gardell. Great Thanks, to catch brother. up with you. Uh, 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 appreciate all that you do for the city of Pittsburgh abroad. And Bauman, as usual, you know, I uh, appreciate what you do for the city, too. Shout out, Black and Gold. Here we go, Steelers. Let's go get that two-seed name. Mama Bear got her gummy juice. <laughs> <laughs> what did uh, Sugar Bear, what was, what's this little girl's name? I have no idea what you're uh, Honey Boo Boo? Honey Boo Boo. Oh, yeah. What did she give her? I call this my gummy juice. It was Mountain Dew and Red Bull. <laughs> and mean, she drank it before those little competitions that yeah. she was in. How those little mean? beauty pageants? Yeah. I mean, did she just go out there like the Tasmanian devil she every time? She basically went out there like completely coked up. <laughs> oh, my word. Just spinning around. This is evening wear. She'd be like, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> 
Honey Boo Boo, calm down. I like to take my stomach and gurgle it. Just holding your stomach. Turns it into a bagel and it starts talking. Randy Bellman and the DDE Morning I mean, if she really wanted to win those pageants, she would have put some googly eyes over the top of her, her belly button. And then when she made the face. I want to go back and watch those pageants. She had to be the star of the show. If a person farts. <laughs> her I wish I had an extra thumb so I could eat more cheese balls. <laughs> that that's a thing she said. At one point, I had a whole page of honey boo booisms. Yeah, that well, that was gosh a while. And it ago. was her mom, Mama June. It was a lot of Mama June, but like Mama June lost a lot of weight. Yeah, they did another TV show with her. Like, am I hot or not? Did she like? Type- Bust out of a cake. <laughs> I don't know. Spoiler I can, alert. Like, is still Mama, not. Is Mama June hot? <laughs> Something like that. Oh, man. I'm looking for it. I can't find any of it. That stinks. We'll figure it out. All but right. that's basically how she determined if she was healthy. If a person farts between 12 to 15 times a day, that means they're healthy. So guess I'm pretty healthy. I, and I like that she had a counter. Like one of those umpire clickers. Yeah. Yeah. That's one. (laughs) Click. (laughs) All right, what do you got? Here's a Channel 11 Severe Weather Center forecast brought to us by Dormont Appliance. Someone's making a cappuccino in the background there. I think it sounds like tubular bells. Tubular bells. From The Exorcist? Really? Play it again. Play it again. My mother has told me in the past that if you fart 12 to 15 times a day, you can lose a lot of weight. So I think I'm going to lose a lot of weight because I'm going to fart a lot. If a person farts 12 to 15 times a day, (laughs) then they're healthy. So I guess my girls are healthy in that respect. Be proud. Let the wedding. I don't know. There's a lot of people that are bigger than me. They got five on the chins. I only got about two or three. But I embrace it. My fatness. My mama was the most in my family because she's fat. <laughs> I love the little honey boo boo thinks mom's fat music. <laughs> this is how diabetes this, is so hokey. <laughs> this is how we should have known that we were screwed. Oh this, no, we, this we did. Was the sign. We did. We were all aware, uh, well aware when we heard this. She has girl parts. Look, you see yeah, right huh? there? Look, Look it's like a biscuit. It's called a biscuit because it looks like a biscuit, you know, it opens up. and um, Oh, my God. If you look at a biscuit, and if it's cooked right, you know, like a, like a, like Hardee's or something. Like Hardee's. Hardee's. Yeah. Um, Thanks for that nightmare. Uh, is Honey Boo Boo, is her real name Elena? Yeah. No, it's Honey. No, it's, it's, she yeah. was just on Dancing with the Stars Just named to the Supreme Court. What? <laughs> <laughs> wow, she's a big little girl. <laughs> yeah. Who saw that coming? She's uh, She was on Dancing with the Stars Juniors. Just but, like last is, month. Is that a show? I didn't realize that that was a thing. How, how old is Can she? you dance from she a rascal like scooter? She's, I don't know, 12 maybe? I mean... This poor, it really, it's child abuse. Back with Honey Boo Boo Child and... <laughs> That's what Back with Dr. Honey Boo Boo Child. Dr. Drew here. All right. Let's... We're going to treat this like a All real right, I'm going to follow Mama June on Twitter. No. Oh, don't. Pumpkin is on Twitter also. All right, Billy's on his There's way in pumpkin. here. Val is super hungover. We, uh, I'm not super hungover. You're doing pretty good, I have to say. I'm, I'm done. I'm I good. thought Pumpkin was one it? of uh, Flavor Flav's girlfriends. No. Am I going no, too deep was, on the, the reality yeah. trash? Yeah, we're really 
This it's is, pumpkin. You're crossing the streams of no, reality I'm stardom. Uh, I can't handle it. They didn't mean to do that. It is 30 degrees now at DVE. The news is brought to us by Comcast. If you're a Black Friday shopper, you probably already have your plans made. But if not, I have the stores with the best deals. The website WalletHub analyzed all the deals and figured out the average discount every store is offering. The average discount across the board, 37%, which is pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, The department store chain Belk. I don't know. Maybe that's a West Coast place. Uh, Maybe Billy will let us know. Uh, They have the best average discount this year, 68.9%. Wow. The other stores with an average of over 50% off include JCPenney, Stage, another place I don't know, Kohl's, New York and Company, and Payless. After that, it's Dick's and Macy's. They're offering pretty good discounts. Uh, The store with the worst discount, which uh, True Value Hardware Stores, offering just 16% on Black Friday. Hmm. If you had to pick up some gifts there. Uh, the word of the year has been revealed. Oxford Dictionary says the word of 2018 is toxic. They said they chose it because it was mm-hmm. the word that did the best job, quote, reflecting the ethos, mood, or preoccupations of the passing year and has lasting potential as a term of cultural significance. That's, Ladies. That's, that's always a nice barometer of where we're at. Here's the word that describes everything. Toxic. toxic. Have a good 2019. Uh, Ladies, if you can't get your guy to watch those sappy Hallmark holiday movies with you, this could change things. A Hallmark Christmas movie drinking game. That could be toxic. Brittany (laughs) Brittany Graves of Fort Worth, Texas, created the game a couple of years ago and posted it to Facebook. You have to drink if the main character has a holiday theme name like Noel or Holly. (laughs) If the main character has a holiday uh, or if the main character is a city person transplanted into a small town. If there's some sort of magical agreement with an angel or Santa. If the characters are drinking hot cocoa or eggnog. And if the cynic of the story is suddenly filled with a holiday spirit, you have to finish your whole drink. And if she murders her husband, you've switched to Lifetime. Now, (laughs) you have to take a shot, shot of liquor, if the movie stars Candace Cameron Bure, Lacey Shaber. Oh, that's a party of five? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, uh, Danica McKellar or Lori Laughlin. Whoa, you went deep there. Lori Laughlin is Full House, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And Danica- which one is she? Danica in Full House. She was married to Uncle Jesse. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. She's still pretty. Danica. Pretty hot. Danica McKellar is Wonder Years. Yes, and she's Winnie now Cooper. like a mathematical oh, genius yeah. wizard. Yeah. Yeah. She's yeah. She's still beautiful too. So so you can look up the full game on Facebook or just make up your own. Here's how you keep everybody happy. Just do the same script they had as it was. Everybody's naked. The whole yeah. family can watch together. Put it on Skin and Max. Yeah. I'm not saying they have to have sex. I'm just saying, you know, if it were a normal Hallmark Christmas movie with nudists, I would sit down and watch that. I don't think Did I you don't. see Carol's mistletoe? <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kissing under that thing. <laughs> uh, sorry to break this to you guys, but men with facial hair are considered more attractive than men without it. Yeah, I, I it. have facial I, hair. I knew it. That's according to a new study in the Journal of Evolutionary Biology. They asked more than 8,500 women to rate men on how attractive they are, and the results from most to least attractive, heavy stubble, like about 10 days worth. That's the most attractive. A full beard after that, then light stubble, 
clean shaven the least attractive. Researchers say there is an evolutionary aspect to it and that beards make men look more masculine. The study says beards may be more attractive as they indicate a male's ability to successfully complete so, compete socially with other males for resources. Yeah, now that everything's toxic, you want a caveman to protect you. That's the thing. No matter what I try to do, if I try to grow facial hair, it looks like I got caught on a ship for three weeks. Yep. There's, it's just not even and patchy and stringy, and it's, I, I don't have an option. I can do giant mutton chops. If those come back in, I'm set. There's... I look like the guy in Team America when he tapes on a beard. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it just like, doesn't grow in no. full at all. Everybody I grew up with had beards. That's because you grew up in Franklin, PA, and the, and the beardless were weeded out. <laughs> Killing squirrels Genetically, and they them. just didn't make it. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, according to a new survey, it takes men on average four and a half months to feel comfortable enough to poop at their girlfriend's house or apartment. <laughs> Same so that survey. makes me a man, right? <laughs> I'll poop in a girl's house the first night I meet her. I don't have a beard, but I'll poop night one. <laughs> the same survey found it takes women nine and a half months to feel that comfortable. Uh, yeah. She's like, I really have to poop, but it's only been eight months. <laughs> By then, you're probably <laughs> close to getting married. I'm in my third trimester. Oh, God. I've got to go so bad. i got to birth this. <laughs> it's a preemie! <laughs> Finally, in music news, Bruce Dickinson says, should Iron Maiden ever get nominated for or inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, he will refuse, adding that they, quote, <laughs> Won't bloody be having my corpse in there. Rock and roll music does not belong in a mausoleum in Cleveland. It's a living, breathing thing, and if you put it in a museum, then it's dead. It's worse than horrible. It's vulgar, end quote. Iron Maiden plays Saturday, August 19th at PPG Paints Arena. Tickets are on sale now. Forecast, windy, cold, snowy today, and temperatures in the low 30s. It's 30 now at DBE. Billy Gardell, Steve Byrne joining us live in studio. The Common Heart performing live. Sean Collier's got some flicks to review. Mike Pursuta's got your sports when we come back on the DVE Morning Show. DVE Sports. Okay, so full house now. Billy Gardell joining us in the studio Gosh. along with uh, Steve Byrne. <laughs> Steve is Steve here Burke. for the holiday with his Steve family. Hi. So his family and light up. Hi, hi. Steve, you're going to be yes. uh, performing at the Improv this holiday season on uh, over the New Year's holiday. Yes. <laughs> All right. Yes. Glad we here? got that confirmed. <laughs> is it here? It is not. Yeah, it's here. Oh man. <laughs> New Year's Eve. Go down oh, and see this you. guy. Yeah, I'm at the Pittsburgh. Show up. <laughs> Show up big. The best promotion Yeah, I'm next ever. to Dave and Buster's. It's yeah. the height of showbiz. <laughs> it's Billy, be where are you this weekend? I'm at the Benetton's. Yeah. <laughs> Twice. I'm next to Dick's Sporting Goods. <laughs> <laughs> New Year's, yeah. <laughs> I've been there. Uh, What's all right. up, Well, we had a caller waiting to talk to you, but he's now unable to call in. Ben Roethlisberger wanted me to impart to oh, you man. that he is in the... <laughs> He's getting treatment now, and he can't. There's too much going on. He can't call in, but he wanted to say that he's upset uh, that y you don't text him anymore because he said, I, "I guess I'm not cower, and we're not friends anymore." Oh, wow! Whoa. All right, why are you Lev Bell in here? Right. Why, why you turn his text? Dude, why are you being Lev Bell to to to, to well, PR seven? Well, here's what happened, and you got to quit crying first of all. Number two. <laughs> Uh, here's what happened. Uh, we weren't doing good at the beginning. 
<laughs> and I don't bug him when we're not doing good. And then we started winning, and I was afraid if I bugged him, I would break the streak. Okay. So now that he's made contact and given me some Pittsburgh passive-aggressive guilt, I'll start texting him again. There you go. <laughs> That's true. That, that would have was... been great to talk to him. I Seriously, that, that was what happened. Like, I didn't want to bug him when we weren't we didn't have it together. Then we started firing off, and I'm like, well, now I might wreck the streak. Right. So now that's good that he reached because now I can You don't want to spook the racehorse. Exactly, dude. I don't want to bug him. I didn't want to bug him, you know? He hit me up earlier, and he goes, is Gardell there yet? I want to I want to talk to him. And I was like, well, I taped the segment with Damashek, so he's not in here yet. Right. He goes, he's like, oh, man. He goes, he never texts me anymore. I was going to call him and bust a chops about that. I go, well, dude, he rolls with cower on the text now. <laughs> And he's like, he's like, what? So funny, I'm no. like, Hollywood Bills. He goes, he goes. I, I guess see, those I'm gonna get murdered. For he that. said, I think. The, he goes, I guess those actors got to hang together. Oh, oh wow. double uh, shot actors. I seen you take a few flops. Now, hold on. <laughs> no, I gotta text him now. But I did. I honest to God, we, I didn't want to bug him while we were getting it together. And then we hit a streak, and I'm like, well, now it's like when you're watching the game. Hollywood Bills. If you go to the bathroom and we start scoring, you gotta stay right. in that bathroom till it's over. <laughs> Come on, so now I'll reach room. out today. I'll reach out today. Yeah, he's just wishing you good luck on your big weekend home That's at the nice. Benham Center. And both shows are basically sold. Friday night completely sold out. Saturday has like a couple stragglers. So. Stragglers, they're single seats. Yeah, yeah so. he, he almost, really is a Pittsburgher now. He's guilting you. Yeah, That's yeah, he put it on well. me. But you know what? I, he doesn't understand how generous I was being. I wasn't interrupting him, and then I didn't want to break his streak. You out understand of respect. That. Yeah, I've worn the same socks for a month before. <laughs> Nothing think, to do with the Steelers. I think that's the case now because I drove over here with them. Like, Something smells in this car. So. Folks, we're here all week. <laughs> Mike proceeded with a quick uh, update for us. What's wrong with the pens? Uh, how much time you got, Randall? About four Last minutes, night, Mike. the uh, main problem was four, <laughs> count them, four power play goals allowed in a 4-3 loss to the Lightning. No Sidney Crosby. He's officially listed as day-to-day upper body. Mike Sullivan said before the game last night, quote, it's probably going to be a week. Upper body. So he moving forward without Sidney Crosby, Pens fall to one six and one in their last eight. Right, we're gonna heat up. They fall to three five and one at home, and they fall to the bottom of the Eastern Conference. They are tied with Florida and New Jersey. Sorry, seventeen we're get points. Together. Don't text Sid, Billy. Just ten behind That's the first what I said. Lightning. <laughs> See, Billy affects the Steelers, but Jim Pack. When I came in at time, he's like, you don't text me anymore. I'm like, I'm texting Mike Johnson. I don't have time for you, dude. I can't cover the NHL, too. I don't have that in me. I just root. You don't have that kind of wingspan. I don't have the, I don't have the karma like I have down at uh, Heinz Field. Right. Yeah, that's all. Steelers getting ready for the Jaguars in Jacksonville Jags, on Sunday. You Jags. And this being uh, 8.30 on Friday, as is our tradition, dating back, oh, several weeks. I hope they all have bumper stickers that says, I'm a jag. I heart my jag. My kid's an honor jag. Jag. My whole family, we're jags. Yeah, we're all jags. The event you have not been paying close attention all week, or in Crawford's case, if you've been fighting fever and delirium. Are you sick? We present- no, those are two strippers. <laughs> we present for your enjoyment. So I might be sick coming up. The Steelers Jaguars two minute drill. 
I'm not going to judge and say that he's wrong. The team moves on. You know, all we can worry about is the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm bringing the confetti to the facility either way. There's going to be a bottle of champagne, and we're going to treat it like New Year's Eve. Either it shows up or not. I don't think nobody has said to anybody that if he was to come back through that door, we would not accept him. So when you're a great player, you get away with a lot more things. He's one of those players we definitely would have accepted him back. We're talking about Connor, the show's about him. You put him on any team, what he's been doing right now, aside from the drama we had, he's having an awesome season. He could be a potential MVP candidate, you know, at least offensive player of the year. To us, a running back is a guy that does it all. Pass block, catches, does a little bit of everything, and that's what he's been doing. He's been picking up the blitzes, getting better every week, and more willing. I mean, he's got a lot of heart. When a linebacker is running full speed at you, to basically tell yourself, I'm going to get in front of this car accident for you, it talks about someone's heart, and I think he's got it. There wasn't a day in the offseason where I didn't see him in here. So when everyone was gone, and we were hanging out and kind of putzing around the office working. Uh, he was downstairs rehabbing, so maybe that was the first sign. I'm excited. We got more football to play. I, I earned everything. Nothing was given to me. I'm gonna do the same thing I've been doing. It's a new week every week. Yeah, it wasn't anything personal against Le'Veon, but I'm sure James takes it personally. Yeah, yeah of course he has to. But that's natural. A lot of people doubt you and use that fire. Now the hardest part is when you're doing well to keep doing well, not get complacent. It's a lot easier when people doubt you to climb that hill. It's a lot harder to stay on top. They beat us twice and they deserved it. You know, that's the last team we lost to in the playoffs, but um, rightfully so. They had a better game plan. They played a lot better than we did. I just wish, you know, we'd been more, I guess, humble for the game kind of thing and just played the game instead of talking. I think talk's pretty cheap. No chip. No chip because the thing is, they're a different team. We're a different team. I don't know if last year we thought that, hey, they won't strike twice, and they did, and they embarrassed us. The clarity on that, on that part more than anything is nobody's going to lay down for us. Last year, them beating the stew out of us. No, I don't think you get over that. How many times have we had a bye? It's been a while, hasn't it? We had a bye come back, and they beat us. Can I do it? Give it a shot. Cam Hayward, Stephon Tuitt, Ramon Foster, BR7, Randy Feekner, James Conner, David DeCastro, Pouncey, DeCastro again, Foster again, Keith Butler. Boom. Wow. Ding, 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 ding. Wiener, wiener. You win absolutely nothing. Yep. Thanks for playing along. <laughs> They beat the stew out of us. Had a bye. That's just not right. I wasn't sure if that was Randy Feekner or the janitor uh, over at the Southside <laughs> facilities there. He's very understated, and he just talked about somebody coming in while he was putzing around, so yeah. I wasn't sure. No, offensive coordinators putz in the offense. Let me tell you what, though. That's the guy I had the biggest question mark about, and he has come through in a huge way. I colors. Without a doubt. I mean, just look at the red zone production as compared to years past. And what I really like about him is... If- he believes he messed something up. He says, I messed that up. That's my favorite part about him. He found the run game. He's accountable and honest and aggressive. The same could be said for Billy Gardell, <laughs> but it won't. He's at the uh, Benenum tonight and tomorrow. If, if you replace aggressive with hungry. Aggressively. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I swallowed a lot of aggression. When you met, a lot of pizza. Anyway, is there a flight on this movie story? So we all had dinner flight. last night, and then you went and met Steve Byrne at Permanis after. Well, he's a junkie for Permanis. Like he we really had, is. we had a beautiful dinner at Cap Grill, and then he was at the Penguins game, and then I went and got him and his dad and took him over to Permanis, and then he unhinged his jaw. And ate. <laughs> Tom to Tom Tom. Yeah, I don't know where he puts it, man. But yeah, he had to have his Permanis. So. Permanis after Cap yeah. Grill. Yeah. Yeah. No, he didn't no, go to I, cap. I went to he the was game. at the game. He was oh, at the game yeah. with his family. How, how many, do you eat one or two? A double header. 
I just ate one. I was a good boy. That's one not bad. Today. I was a good boy, yeah. What, what did you do last time we were here? He did three last oh, yeah. time we were here. And a slice of pizza and some He soup. usually does two sandwiches. Yeah. At and one then he'll sitting? Go back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. God bless you. Right and look at him. Yeah. I don't know and, where he puts and, it. You know, and then the next morning I read the paper, the money section, the sports section, <laughs> and like, it's all four. <laughs> He just, you have some, you have some me time. It's a two, it's a I need some Yankee Candle time. Yes. <laughs> All right, Steve Byrne is going to be at the Improv uh, over the uh, the holiday weekend of uh, New Year's, and you can get your tickets at Improv.com for those shows. Uh, Next to the Target. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty close. Yes, dude, they made that place huge now. It's like got. Yeah, it's been revamped. Way more seats than it used to have. Oh, good, way good, a long yeah. time. Maybe they didn't come out there and tell you. Aren't you sick? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take off. Steve, is that what your first Penn game, Penn's game of the year last night? Yeah, yeah. Oh, one. It, oh, was, one. Uh, it was great because Lemieux was there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, though. So that was like the highlight of it. Right? What's he dro- that? He dropped the puck last night. He dropped the puck last nice. night. And it was great to and hear about the, bull. <laughs> the Lemieux Foundation and all the things that they had been 25 doing years at. of the Lemieux Foundation celebrated last night, a $5 million gift to the UPMC Hillman uh, Cancer Center this week. Yeah, uh, immunotherapy. continues. Awesome. To, and 25 uh, million over 25 years. That was the, the stat. I was like, wow, that's unbelievable. But then you just hearing the cancer survivors, their stories, and cancer and cancer. Uh, enough about Le'Veon Bell. How are you guys doing? <laughs> 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 what did you think of the game? Hmm? What did you think? Give me your pens report. First period was great, and then they took those three penalties, and then the game just, it was like somebody flipped the switch. They just, there was just no energy in, in the arena. I don't know, from the team. Malkin, he had the he had the Rockets going at early on, and then they just kind of, I don't know, it just fell apart. It wasn't, I don't know. It was kind of the season in a nutshell, or yeah. a capsule. It, well, your dad said we had two guys down on a power play, though, right? Yeah, yeah, that was uh, when Malkin, Kessel, and Cullen, they all just yeah. back to back to back. It was pretty, pretty sad, but um, I have a handful of, do you have your drum snare? <laughs> uh, drum snare? A little you, drum kick for me? You want a, uh, I have like a handful a, of monologues. A rim shot? You want to do this? Da-da-da. Hold on, let me do a commercial break first. Oh, of course. No, look, that's, <laughs> this is, people are going to hang on. They're not going to, yeah. they're, they're not, on uh, the edge of their seat yeah. right now. Steve Bird, <laughs> Billy's at the pen at him. <laughs> Weather on the fives, here we go. Oh, Hold on. We're on the air, so I'm trying to say to you. No, you're not swearing, but I just didn't want you to. Just should hold be. on, hold on, right, hold on. It's the DVE Morning Show. Hi, good morning. Hey, good morning, everyone. Okay. Hi, Billy Gardell hi. is uh, here right now. Ben oh, just texted me, ha, 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 you superstitious son of a... He goes, friendship should trump all that, but I guess I'm not cower. Oh, dude. <laughs> all right, all right, okay, all right. Tell them when they, when they do no. football life about he you, knows. I'll text you all the time. No, he knows. He knows how superstitious <laughs> I am. I told him, I've, I've been in the bathroom during an 80-yard drive just yelling. <laughs> they doing okay? <laughs> Where they at now? There's what no- time is it? <laughs> Last year versus Baltimore, I was, oh. I was at my, um, my, my sister-in-law's parents' house for right. dinner. right. And they are not Steeler fans. But no. they're totally like, yeah, just, just watch the game. I am in a room with my brother watching the game as that's going down. And it just must sound so funny to people who don't, uh, like, have no, no stake they in don't it. Get it. When they, they hear someone them. in the other room as AB is, like, stretching out over the goal line, I'm going, And <laughs> 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 just that whole drive, if you remember that drive, it was it was, you know, hair pull out 
material, you know. Two Where's weeks, Randy two, in the other room doing a rebel yell? Yeah, two weeks ago, we're on a group text, me, Kanasi, O'Connell, and my friend Lee and Kevin, and he had just got home, he had got off duty, he pulled into the driveway, <laughs> and he goes, how we doing? I'm, I just got home, I'm in the driveway. I go, we're driving, don't go in yet. <laughs> he stayed out in the driveway until we got in. Good. Yeah. <laughs> That was five games how, ago. Yeah, people don't know how serious it is, man. He's been fired. They don't know how and, serious uh, it is. He hasn't eaten in a long time. <laughs> He's still Stay out! out. Stay in your driveway. I got a buddy who, when we're on defense, when we're, we really need a big third down, one time he had a box of shake and bake. Remember shake and bake? Oh, yeah. Love shake and bake. He had shake and bake in his hand, and we got this sack. So now... When we need a big defensive play, he will go to his cabinet and he has a box of shake and bake that he shakes at the TV on defense. And I admire that man. I admire him. Like a Yenzer Morocco. Yeah, full on. Full on. I just got the funniest text from Jimmy Peck. He, uh, he said, hey, you superstitious SOB. You didn't hit me up, so you're missing out. Me and the boys chillaxing at Red Lobster tonight for happy hour. You're out. Have fun with Mike Johnson. What a card. Uh, what a card. What a, what a, what a cut up. What a, what, a, what a cut up that Jimmy Peck is. Steve Byrne is going to be uh, performing at the Improv over the <laughs> New Year's holiday. Get your tickets for that at improv.com. Oh, Back, you got the whole family in Pittsburgh right now. Yeah, yeah. All hanging, so pretty pumped. Gonna First go. time the kids have the ever kids seen snow? Yeah. For, yeah, Kent's never seen snow before. So. Awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Is that, like, fun? <laughs> Are you trying to, like, make a snowman or anything? I, I to, what's that? <laughs> Well, they'll be here for light up tonight. Sometimes yeah, there's right. a story that follows a, a revelation like that. I'm oh, sorry. Did you want some monologue jokes? <laughs> oh, here we go. Here we go. All right, hold on a second. <laughs> Speaking of my you kids. You really want a rim shot for that? Right. Yeah, you got a rim shot? Yeah, I'll do Hold on a second. All right. The magic of radio got me ready. In uh, real time, folks. Uh, yeah, okay, go ahead. I had such a better time on Delilah. All right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> You guys know that Trump declared California a disaster area, which still places it behind Florida. Hit me. <laughs> <laughs> the wildfires, obviously, in California going through, it's a big story. Marijuana, marijuana crops have gone up in flames. I don't know if you know that. And then um, Taco Bell's uh, recording record profits. Hit me. <laughs> To calm Wall Street, obviously the, the stock market's taken a dip. To calm sure. Wall Street, Trump pointed out that under his administration, the year is 2018, and that's the highest it's been in history. <laughs> Don't stop me. I can't, I can't stop. Hundreds of, LA, uh, hundreds of Los Angeles homes have been lost to the fires. Luckily, there are 7,000 drywall contractors heading up to California through Mexico right now. Oh, snap. Oh, snap. Malibu fires have been very costly. They've already destroyed over 100 second homes. <laughs> We're going out big time on this one. <laughs> Billy, no courtesy laughs? Ha ha. Christ. Man. Courtesy laugh him the whole show. Dude, you, you were good. I'm going to go. Go ahead. All right. CNN has sued. CNN has sued the White House for revoking Jim Acosta's press pass. If CNN loses, they can appeal all the way up to Justice Kavanaugh. <laughs> Good one, sir. <laughs> Last one. 
Last one. Okay, so CNN. Uh, Jim Acosta. Here, here we go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. Here we go. <laughs> CNN is Jim Acosta. Obviously, lost his uh, press pass, uh, press credentials. The the White House did that to him. So leave it to a Democrat to lose his job during labor shortage. Hello. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! Good one, sir. Bang. <laughs> Where's that oh, drum roll? Well, I hit the wrong oh. <laughs> Guys, you'll never believe this. Jim Pack just texted me. He said, lose my number. <laughs> Pack wants to meet you at Dave and Buster's. <laughs> play some skee-ball. We're going to play some skee-ball. You got bubble oh. hockey in there? What's that? I'm sick. Oh. <laughs> All right. Uh, Steve Byrne. Billy Gardell hanging yes, out here. Gosh. Oh, gosh. Gosh. Yeah, we are. See, that would have helped at the beginning. I know, uh, but I didn't have it. The, the computer was moving slow. Should I'm really sorry. This I didn't know there were production I got elements one. I got, to your. We got to uh, end on a high note. National Geographic has recently revealed a study that says that human beings and dolphins are the only two animals on this planet that have sex for fun. As soon as this report was revealed, West Virginians have been banned from SeaWorld. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> Boom. All right. That was a real laugh from Billy that time. I know. Because he wasn't texting Roethlisberger. He was paying attention to something. <laughs> I got a very hey, busy schedule. Sorry. Uh, head right. of Warner Brothers asked me if what emoji goes with. That's right. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's exactly right. That's what's going on. Bill's TBS exactly called me and asked if I texting. wanted to resubscribe this year. <laughs> <laughs> now that's funny. Berg. Uh, all right. Up, well, we had a caller waiting to talk to you, but he's now unable to call in. Ben Roethlisberger wanted me to impart to you. Oh man! He hit me up earlier, and he goes, "Is Gardell there yet? I want to, I want to talk to him." And I was like, "Well, I taped the segment with Damashek, so he's not in here yet." Right. He goes, "He's like, oh man." He goes, "He never texts me anymore." I was gonna call him to bust his chops about that. I go, "Well, dude, he rolls with Cower on the text now." <laughs> And he's like, he's like, what? Somebody I'm knows. like, Hollywood Bills. He goes, he goes. I, I guess see, those I'm act- gonna get murdered. For he that. said, I think. Th- he goes, I guess those actors got to hang together. Oh, oh wow. double yeah. shot. See, Billy affects the Steelers, but Jim Pack. When I came in at times, like you don't text me anymore. Like I'm, I'm texting Mike Johnson. I don't have time for you, dude. Randy Bellman and the DVE Morning Steve Show. Steve Byrne and Billy Gardell live in studio. Steve, hi. That's how I want to be woken up every day. Yeah, it's my. Actually, I'll put that on your phone, so that's the alarm. Kaz, you got to get up, Kazi. Kaz, come on. Kaz. I got to hit the Kaz button. I got to hit the Kaz button. All right, Kaz, it's been 15 minutes now. You got to get back up now, Kaz. Come on. I got to work. Remember that uh, Sandler sketch from his first album? Dude, buddy, buddy. Buddy, dude. Buddy, dude. Dude, buddy. Bro. Buddy, dude, bro. That's yours. Kaz? Kaz. Kaz. Did you know? Kaz, where's my car? Kaz. Kaz. Kaz, where's my car? That would be the Pittsburgh version of that movie. Kaz, where's my car? Where'd you park my car, Kaz? Kaz. Kaz. Come on, Kazi. I think I still think you had a good idea when last night at dinner we were talking about what you watch on Netflix and you said I've been watching a lot of Who Done It, Who Done It, and I, I want to know Who Done It. That's a and p- what they done it the, with. The Pittsburgh Who Done It would be great. Yeah, yeah. I don't know Who Done It, 
but I'm going to find out <laughs> who done, done it. it on Library did you do it? Road. Did you do it? No, Jew? Jew did Was it. he you? I, no, asked, him I, if he, I, I look, asked him if he'd done it. He said he didn't do it. No, look, I didn't do it. <laughs> well, who did done you? it? I'll know. Dude, I know who did it. We'll have to find out. Hugh done it. Hugh. 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 Hugh done it. Dude, he did. I know Hugh done it. He works at the Jiffy Lube. <laughs> what are you doing? Come down there, change your oil. <laughs> Four, 14 quarts. You're all. You're all. Change that all. <laughs> that shit car's running hot. Take that down to Hugh Dunnett. He'll look it over. <laughs> Did you ever find out who done it? No, I don't know. I didn't fall asleep. You know. Hugh Dunlap. <laughs> you see me courtesy laughing, Billy, during that whole run. Yeah, you nice. didn't do that for me when you I was doing my monologue. Courtesy laughing. That I was courtesy real laugh. That was real laugh. There was some real laugh. Yeah, yeah, it was like one or two courtesies. He's, uh, he's a laugh fluffer. Uh, <laughs> courtesy laugh. Val, do you have anything that's that we what have Pittsburgh's to... filled with? Courtesy laughs. Do you have anything uh, that you have no, to do? Nothing pressing. All right, let's do the weather. Right uh, it's, okay, here's the Channel 11 Severe Weather Center forecast brought to us by Bridgeville Appliance. True Eleven. It is 30 degrees now at DVE. The news is brought to us by Golden Oak Lending. The only thing I'll hit for you today, uh, today is National Fast Food Day. Oh, celebrate. It's every day. Yeah, what are some, you talking uh, about? Some fast food chains are offering deals, but most of them you have to download their app for. Joey it, so. O'Connell from Penn Hills is like my text alert for fast food deals. <laughs> I'll just, I won't talk to him for a week, and then I'll get a message, Bill. That dollar menu at Wendy's is heating up. <laughs> <laughs> and then he'll hang up. <laughs> you know, McDonald's got the one, two, three dollars. You got to work the tears. <laughs> All right, Joe. O'Connell gives like bus stop advice. Yeah. Like stuff you want to hear while you're waiting for the bus. Yeah. Does he know you drive a Jaguar? He's, like he, he, you're in different tax brackets? He's yeah. my alert. No, that's, right. that's my no. man. Every, we're, we're like Batman and Robin. Every time I go to the bath- bathroom at Mad Mex, they have all those little factoids on the wall. I'm like, these look like O'Connell wrote all of these. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that a fly only mates once? Yeah, he has a lot year. of those facts, man. He does. <laughs> anonymous he, tips. he likes trivia, bar trivia. Mm-hmm. So he always he goes, here's a good trivia. Who in 1960? I go, I can't. It's 5 a.m. We're at the airport. Please don't do that. All right. You want a Snickers bar? No. I don't want a Snickers bar. Remember the last time he was in Bowie? He goes, when did the avocado Oh, come he was in? on. No, yeah. Dude, he would, he, he, the first time he said it, he goes, I want to know. And he was on this for three weeks. I want to know when the avocado came into Providence. <laughs> I go, what? He goes, well, when did that become a thing that we had to put an avocado on everything? It's, Turn that mic around a little. It's Jalumbo. Uh, sorry. There you go. Pittsburgh <laughs> food detective. Yeah. He goes, everyone I know has got an avocado in their window now. We don't need that. <laughs> I love a reality show where you just put him and J-Lo in a car, and they got to drive across the country right? to some uppity <laughs> snob with the realest human being. <laughs> you just see how she deals with them. You got to settle down. Yeah. <laughs> Your hair smells good. What is that, Tresemme? <laughs> hey, the uh, Christmas season is upon us. I want to remind everybody that we're going to do two Christmas shows this year and then edit, edit them together two. into one broadcast. One is all music and one is going to be comedy. And we are announcing that right now the 
the comedy show at the Arcade Comedy Theater this year for the DVE Morning Show Christmas Party is the roast of Santa Claus. That's right. <laughs> DVE Morning Show with Burning Bridges Comedy present the roast of Santa Claus. I'm going to be Clark Griswold. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, Bill's going to be, be John McClane. John McClane. So good. Uh, uh, Sean Collier, you're going to be Charlie Brown. Yeah, I got to order a bald cap and a big yellow shirt. John Dick Winters is going to be the Heat Miser. He's Alex O'Connell, he's got the outfit. Okay, good. <laughs> Alex Homiak is going to be the Grinch. Suzanne Lawrence is Cindy Lou Who. Jeff Conkle, Mr. Wednesday, he's going to be Ralphie from A Christmas Story. <laughs> Will Ness is going to be Frosty the Snowman. James J. Hamilton is uh, Kevin McAllister from Home Alone. Tim Ross will be your Santa Claus. It's the Roast of Santa Claus. Showtime's at 9 o'clock on Saturday, December 8th, and you can get those, those tickets. This is a ticketed show at dve.com. Jeff Conkle is not playing Ralphie. Jeff Conkle just is Ralphie, is Ralphie, and he will be there. It's yeah. like when they brought me in to be Egon. Like, no portrayal was necessary. You, you just are. Like just that. <laughs> all right. Uh, Valazer, something? Nah. All right. Uh, Billy. <laughs> yeah. Do you want Val to do news? Sure. All right, do something, Val. Oh, all right. Uh, let me find some stuff here. Do that news, Val. Uh, what's the biggest cause of arguments between you and your significant other? When I'm awake. <laughs> seems to be a real big problem that's when it starts uh, the answer is likely related to your home according to a new study American couples have almost a hundred arguments a year involving their home uh, the arguments usually stem from everything from chores to decorating decisions to how much to spend on household items <laughs> Patty Patty don't uh, she don't spend a lot of dough unless it's on will She'll spend a lot of dough on well. But one thing that makes her have an aneurysm is if she says, will you take the trash out? And I go, yeah, I'll get to that in one minute. And then if I don't move don't right at it. that moment, then I get the, ah, and just take it out herself. I go, it's not my fault you're not patient. It's not my fault you don't have any patience. I was coming for it. I was coming for it. But that, that makes her insane. Yeah. But Jess, she going to pick up the garbage at night. No, nah, not really. No? She's pretty cool. Yeah. How long have you guys been married? We've been together 11 years, married probably seven, eight. Really? And she yeah. doesn't get on you about that stuff? No, once I hit a big like you, that's when I'll probably get divorced. <laughs> yeah, until then, we're, it's going good now, yeah. yeah. Go out on top, like Steve Martin. If we were syndicated, up. we'd be done. Yeah. yeah I'd be with her. Don't get divorced, man. You're never going to be able to trust anybody like her. Yeah. Getting real, it's yeah. getting real. No, no, I love it. She's great. She doesn't really give me guff for much. That's good. But just when I when I take the trash out, yeah. right, and then I drive home the next day, I see the trash cans out. I'm like, could you at least bring them back in? <laughs> I took them out. Do you say that? No, it's not communicated. <laughs> no, no. I like I like Bill's uh, uh, complaint about the trash is that when you do take the trash out, that there's not any celebration for you. I'd, I'd like a nice little attaboy. Yeah, yeah. You know nobody's, I mean? yeah nobody's blowing you know a trumpet when you come back in the week? house. Yeah. But she's always like, do you expect me to throw your merch out? <laughs> See, I mean, he's got to undercut. You know what? I always, I, always, I always tell Patty, I'm very impressed with how unimpressed you are. Yeah. Patty's a very grounding force for me, which is probably very the good. The worst thing you could yeah. do is be with someone who thought that you know you no, were She doesn't think infallible. I'm funny, and she's not impressed. Uh, my wife never laughs. I run no, bitch Patty never. Patty stares at me. She, this is the last like fight I had with my wife. She asked me, she's, I, she, I'm at the grocery store. Would you like anything? And I texted her back, F you. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious because that's what you do with your yeah, boy. With your I buddies, was like, right, yeah. and she came home crying. Oh, 
Dude, I was what? like, why are you crying? She's like, that's the meanest text I've ever gotten. Because I'm like, I was, I thought it was funny. She's you like, thought it's that... not funny. She's yeah. like, I'm crying because you think that's funny and we rely on that for money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now bring the garbage cans back in. Go get those cans. I ain't going to walk them south back in here. I'll tell you that. I don't know what this country's coming to. <laughs> no, you, there's a very fine line with, with your partner and your boys. You yeah, like you no, can't yeah. have the same response. You can't have the no. same kind of joking. No, that doesn't work. No. No. It's got to be all curveballs, just in case she don't like it. And then you go, oh, I was kidding. <laughs> uh, it shouldn't surprise any of us around these parts because we like to drink. Uh, that's because it's cold and dreary. Uh, maybe because of the weather here, Pitt decided to do this study. Researchers found a direct connection between the weather in a city and the average alcohol intake. And it kind of makes sense. When you get drunk, the alcohol increases the blood flow to your skin and warms you up. Uh, but you got to be careful. They also found that people in cold weather climates were much more likely to have liver disease, <laughs> which is directly connected to boozing. So Got to keep warm somehow. That makes this is important, especially to... <laughs> <laughs> can't even say it with a straight face. Look at him. What are you talking about? Steve Burns passed away from the microphone. Booze is important, especially for comedians, as we know. We all have a two-drink minimum in our shows. But do you know if you go see Crawford, there's actually a four-drink minimum? <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't even get through it. He couldn't even get it out. you got to get the whole roast joke I'm, Yeah, I'm going to give you a half a point on that. <laughs> He's now courtesy laughing at himself. <laughs> <laughs> He's fluffing his own joke. <laughs> so funny. Uh, <laughs> he uh, thought of it, and it just drove him wild. <laughs> Couldn't wait to get it out. Oh, God. <laughs> gotta get that line out. <laughs> <laughs> gotta get that line out. You have one more, Val? Uh, do you want one more? We want to I get mean, to the band. It's not going great. <laughs> <laughs> I say we call it. Yeah. <laughs> we might have to. We you know, gotta go to delay a game. Forecast uh, TV uh, timeout. Uh, TV has canceled this show twenty minutes ago. I don't know if you're talking. Oh, God. Cold, windy, snowy today, and a high in the low thirties. It's thirty now at DVE. Uh, Billy, you're getting to play to Benham two nights in a row. Kazi. Like we were saying last it's night. It's going to be uh, like hey, a Yenzer hey. Woodstock. It, uh, it always <laughs> blows me up. I know like you hit it big in Hollywood in that. Not like here. But that's there's something about coming home. It's the most spectacular thing I get to do. I don't care whether it's I'm going to Fiori's or if I'm playing the Benedum. There's nothing. Like <laughs> they are, in my estimation, just as One in the yeah, same, exciting. my friend. Yeah. One in the same. No, but I mean, like, you're on the stage with Melissa McCarthy doing years of, of one of the, you know, most heralded sitcoms uh, in the last yeah, we did good. couple decades. Yeah. And you're with all these big power players and stuff, right. but it's when you come back here. I know you, and yeah. I know what you really get excited about. Yes. And yes. this is the stuff that you're like, I can't believe I it. I cannot. I'm, I'm blown away. I cannot believe the response. I can't wait to do this show. It's going to be Andy Kaufman-esque, full of joy, but really funny. And uh, <laughs> but, I, but but I, funny. I can't. I cannot <laughs> wait. I really can't. It's going to be electric tonight and tomorrow. And and I, I hope everybody has a wonderful night at Light Up Night. And uh, it's it's just going to be it's going to be really awesome. I'm glad I get to be a part of it. I really do. Uh, in the coffee house right now, they're going to be performing. These on guys are good. Saturday, they're real November twenty fourth. Yeah. yeah. At Mister Smalls. Yeah. They've been touring the country. 
and kicking ass. You've heard him here on DVE, the Common Heart, Abby, Marika, Lucas, Sean, Anton, Kenny, Gary, Nate, and Clinton making up the band. And uh, how y'all doing up there? Doing all right. Do Right Pittsburgh is the show, Saturday, November 24th. The benefit for a Light of Life Rescue Mission, and uh, tickets are available at dve.com. Funky Fly Project, DJ Big Phil on the bill, and you guys got something for us right now. Yes, sir. This is a tune off our upcoming record called Show Me to the Light. Show Me to the Light. It's the Common Heart on the Point Park University stage in the DVE Coffee House. Take it away. Mobility. DVE Sports. All right, Mike Pursuta with a sports update for you right now as we get set for Steelers Jags Sunday, 1 o'clock. Jags. <laughs> 4 3 Lightning over the Penguins last night at uh, the PPG Pants. Paints Arena. That's. Pants. 
Three five and one for the Penguins at home. One six and one for the Penguins in their last eight games, and Jeez. seven seven and three for the Penguins through seventeen games. Seventeen points in seventeen games ties Florida and New Jersey for the fewest in the Eastern Conference. The good news is Tampa Bay leads the Eastern Conference after last night's win with twenty seven points. So everybody's still pretty jumbled, but we'll be all right. The Pens are at the bottom as they list them because they go alphabetically when they're tied. So it's Florida, New Jersey, Pittsburgh. Other than that tear through Canada, Mike, not a lot of bright spots this season. The tear through Canada, and I thought the Caps game, uh, I think it was a week ago Wednesday, they lost 2-1. to one. I thought, what, Steve, did you see that one? Yeah. It was an NBC game. I, I thought that was a terrific I, hockey game. I mean, on a stat sheet, they dominated, but yeah. they just couldn't, you but know. That happens. Yeah. You play like that eight times out of ten, you're going to win eight times out of ten, yeah. usually. Um, it's not happening all of a sudden. But uh, not tonight, boys. Tonight's your night. <laughs> Tonight, we skate with them. <laughs> I hate Ovechkin. <laughs> Mike Sullivan talked about what's been going wrong, uh, specifically uh, last night. Too many mistakes, mm-hmm. not finishing around the net, taking penalties they shouldn't be taking, four power play goals against, a uh, pretty good argument there. Um, getting Malkin uh, in particular not shooting enough, and everybody in general not shooting enough. Other than that, though, I thought they had a pretty strong game. He just he wants them to... <laughs> <laughs> He that's wants them to simplify right? and just get pucks to the net and see what that, you know, that's a common response at times such as these. Just uh, go back to basics and try to try to make a first down, Bill. Try to move the sticks. That's all then... we're doing here. That's all we're doing. We're, we're not doing brain surgery. <laughs> huh? You Best lollygag out to the ice? You lollygag at practice? What's it make them, Mike? Lollygaggers, Bill. That's exactly right. Scare them, the rookies. <laughs> the kids. We are seven, seven, and three. How'd we win seven? It's a miracle. <laughs> one goal, one. I'm sorry. Sidney Crosby out last night, and uh, we'll shed to be out probably for a week. Just says Mike Sullivan. A series of. I, I, I do want to mention that Crystal Tang had an assist last night, and he is now in sole possession. <laughs> Of sixth place on the franchise's all-time assist list with 350, he surpassed <laughs> Silaps. And I mentioned that because when I was a kid, I loved Silaps. And By the I, way, Phil uh, uh, Latang has moved up to best hair on the Penguins after um, Haggy ha- Haglin got traded, so he's now number one with best hair on yeah. the team. <laughs> Haglin was formerly best hair. Haglin was by a wide margin, right? Yeah. It's still his best mustache. <laughs> No Marcus Gilbert and no Stephon Tuitt at practice again yesterday for the Steelers. That's two days in a row that none of those What's guys. What's the matter? They all right? Gilbert with a knee and Tuitt with an elbow. It ain't looking good for either guy in Oof. Jacksonville on Sunday. Gilbert doesn't like worry me, too. It's not Tewitt. good. I don't Tewitt like is missing not good Tewitt. against Leonard right. Fournette. Uh, defense coordinator Keith Butler not thrilled with that either. But uh, them's the breaks. I, I can't say that we won't miss Stephon, but, you know, it don't matter. Nobody's going to say, hey, uh, let's wait a second. We're going to wait for Stefan to get uh, healed before we play you guys. don't happen like that. I wish it would, but it doesn't. So, you know, we, we got to go out there and play. Next man up, Alu-Alu. I would like to hear Keith Butler read <laughs> Dickens. <laughs> Dickens? Yeah. It's a tale of two it, cities. It was the best of times. That was, was the worst, worst times. Hey, <laughs> I mean, what are you going to do? We ain't splitting hairs here. God. 
We had no stew to beat Y'all are it. A Everybody beat it out of us. Cholera was beating the stew out of us. <laughs> Seahawks beat the stew out of the Packers 27-24 last night. Green, a lot of points, Mike. Green Bay's in trouble at 4-5-1. It's like Yinzer Tourette's. Sorry. College Hoops Pitt beat Central Arkansas 97-71 to improve to 4-0. West Virginia beat Monmouth 71-53. Mountaineers are 1-1. One and one. and Penn State loses in overtime at DePaul 72-70. The Nittany Lions are 2-1. and one. All right. See, the, it was hundreds of L.A. homes lost to the fires. <laughs> Luckily, there are 7,000 drywall contractors heading up to California through Mexico right now. That's the, That was the joke. That there's... The, there's a, ah, good one, sir. There's a caravan of immigrants coming. So it's yeah. 7,000 drywall contractors. Yeah. That's That, that was, was tremendous. Was, uh, it's tremendous. Steve, did you ever... Uh, <laughs> was your family one, like a, minimum. a Sorry? Christmas, Christmas time in Pittsburgh? Like, you're going to take your family down the light-up night tonight? Was that something that you guys did back in the day? No. No, my, no we didn't no, either. We just hung at the house. Yeah. I think uh waited... Eight o'clock Tuesday for Rudolph to come on, and that was kind of it. Yeah, yeah, that was the, the big thing. That was back when they would hold off Rudolph a little bit. It, I think it's already been on. We were talking about that on the way in. Yeah, they'd make you Jones for it. Yeah, I mean the minute you hear the dun 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 dun, dun and you see the special with yeah. the C in the middle, and like I always like that. I was like the noise of the snowstorm. You see the newspaper. There was the nothing article. left yeah. to do but get the women back to Christmas Town. <laughs> Light up night was always the excuse we use why nobody showed up to the show. Whatever show we're doing around this time of year, but it's light up night, guys. <laughs> light Bill, up night. Bill texted me that he was headlining in July. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't... They changed it. They moved it up this year. Light I don't know night. why my they would be do like, that. go outside and put the light on the porch. <laughs> Sit out there. It's all lit up. Merry Christmas. How long are your Christmas lights up until? Me, I go from the day before Thanksgiving till about January third. Yeah, yeah. I go Whoa. day before Thanksgiving till May fifteenth. That's <laughs> <laughs> when I take this stuff down. I get the ladder. I get the staple. It's down. festive. It's yeah. like a Corona commercial. We have to do it the day after Thanksgiving. The Why? day after? We have to. Well, I'm allowed to put them up the day before, but yeah. she won't let me light them until. Thursday. The world will apparently stop spinning on its yeah. axis if I don't get the <laughs> yeah. Christmas lights no, up. It's a problem. After. Yeah, Patty has a very big issue if I light them before Thanksgiving. You, and I am white trash in my neighborhood. I light up my house. You can see it from the space shuttle. <laughs> I just have lights coming everywhere, man. Did you guys ever do Christmas visiting as a family where you would go to other families' house? Like no, either your thank cousins God. Or my something? father wanted nothing to do with that. No, we're not going. No, tell them we're we, sick. In the, in <laughs> tell, them we're sick. <laughs> tell them the whole family's sick. Two no. weeks. Two weeks before Christmas, ah. and then the week between the holidays, we would do this thing where we would go to every worst. aunt and uncle, yeah. all of their houses, and there was a buttload of them because yeah. you know my mom was one of eight, my dad was one of five, wow, and but also some of their friends. So sometimes we would do two and three in a night, and it was like you know wintertime in Erie, PA. There's a foot of snow all oh, the time, yeah. but I like I remember loving it as a kid because everyone everywhere you went had to put out the like the beef log the yeah. cheese trays rich crackers ch- their cookies and Uncle stuff Eddie, and we would go on. in there and just raid him and i know Take like looking back now like i used to think that they were like oh it's a joyous time but they had to be like oh the bauman kids are coming they're gonna clean us <laughs> yeah. out again yeah. 
Because we would go in and just, you know, just cry. My dad would have like three strows. He'd go, all right, back in the car. Let's go. Going to Uncle Mike's now. I didn't know if that was a thing that everybody did or if that was just sort of specific to us. But like everybody in our world did that. No. They did like no, visiting. We, we got invited, but my dad was, no, we're not doing that. Tell everyone we're sick and don't answer the phone. <laughs> we're Shit closed. No. We're no. closed. We're closed. Sit on. That's it. No. The house is closed? Oh. <laughs> There's nothing I like better at the holidays when then someone goes into the fridge and then pulls out like the already made like meat and cheese tray and they pull back the saran wrap and they're like, here you go. There's some toothpicks on the side. Nice. Maybe a little hot mustard. Yeah, Let's but you go gotta go have a it. good spread. It's like you go over, it's like celery. <laughs> right. <laughs> Boring. You want yeah, uh, you know, it puts out a veggie tray. Yeah, give me some dominoes. That's yeah. obscene. And the cookie tray is already out. You're like, look, you're eyeing that up like, mm-hmm, I'm going to get that Hershey yeah, kiss in the middle. we're getting ready for the cookie slide. The cookie slide's going to be bad. That's There's cookies everywhere. From Take my advice on that. Try to make it so it's just when you're when you're having coffee, I that's like when you'll allow move. yourself to do but the But you always cookies. get that tin of cookies, Oh yeah. but yeah. the one sleeve is gone. Somebody <laughs> ate the ones with the cherries on top. It's like... Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the rage that comes out of there, dude. That's like when my dad would pull out a half gallon of Neapolitan ice cream out of the fridge, and oh, then yeah. the chocolate just would the pink, be all just gone. The pink is He'd be like, "Why are we doing this?" Yeah, yeah. It's just the pink. I Seems like it's kind of your it. fault for for trying to be cultured. We just want the chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need that We're Italian. We're not trying to all this diversity here. in here. <laughs> <laughs> Diversity in everything, except our ice cream, okay? That's right. The Common Hearts upstairs in the coffee house. We're going to come back with them when we return from this commercial break. Billy Gardell in town for the weekend at the Benedum. I know yesterday they released a few seats for tonight's show, but I think those might be gone. Well, you call and find out. If you're you're on the fence, get off it. Let's go. The promoter put out a tweet saying that after they configured everything, a few seats popped open for tonight, which was originally sold out months ago right so if you wanted to go tonight there might be a couple yes and then who same two same for tomorrow yeah Saint who need two has come through Randy, for the you the good news is plenty of seats available for me <laughs> at the improv <laughs> New Year's Eve right. Steve Byrne call now make yeah. a reservation nine right. drink minimum guys yeah. Yeah. only yes. a nine, nine drink, drink minimum. minimum Bill yeah. you can't tag off a month <laughs> sure you can thing, dude. I just did <laughs> <laughs> it's the DVE morning show and the common heart are upstairs in the coffee house they're going to be performing at Mr. Smalls, next Saturday, the 24th, the Do Right Pittsburgh show to benefit Light of Life Rescue Mission. And this time of year, that is uh, as noble of a cause as any. If the holidays approaching, Light of Life and uh, others like them that uh, are helping out the homeless and those who are in need this time of the season, uh, they need your help. Common Heart's doing their part. You can do your part. Buy a ticket. Go have a good time. And uh, proceeds benefiting Light of Life. Uh, Clinton, what do you guys have for us right now? Uh, this is a song called Do Right. It's our love letter to the city of Pittsburgh. Here you go. The Common Heart on DVE. It's natural. Comes around for me maybe twice a year. Get to feeling down, and I know I gotta do some right in the world now. What you're doing right ain't been nothing big, no, no, no. Can be something small, like a kiss or a hug you did. 
The Common Heart. That's Catch them great. next Saturday at Mr. Small's. Get your tickets now. DB.com. We've got a link for you. Mr. Small's box office as well. The Do Right Pittsburgh show, November 24th. Great job, Clinton. Thanks, y'all. All right on. That um, show will sell out. That it's uh, Plenty of tickets still available for Steve Byrne. <laughs> <laughs> New Year's. Hundreds of L.A. homes have lost oh, the fires. No. Luckily, there are 7,000 drywall. <laughs> <laughs> Steve Byrne. Uh, there for you. Did you know that this year's Westminster Dog Show had two new breeds never seen before? Because apparently last year's after party got a little out of hand. <laughs> <laughs> Where was it, Randy? Come it's on. not playing. It gave up on you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. I'm trying over here, and the damn thing didn't want to. There you go. <laughs> it wasn't oh, it's because Joe didn't have me. He had me pot it down. Oh, okay, that's, that's hilarious. There's two. You can put those in your pocket. Use them Give later. me an Asian gong. How about that? Uh, we you traded an Asian him. Gong? Oh, no, we just signed him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Young Ho gong. You have, you have a gong? <laughs> we do. Hey! You got a gong? Throw a water bottle at Joe. You no. ready? Don't you throw a water bottle at our producer. That guy's working real hard in that. Here you go. This is, you want a gong? Asian gong? Okay. Uh, obviously, Kim Jong-un is always in the news. I don't know if you guys know this. Kim Jong-un recently achieved the highest rank in the North Korean army. Five foot six. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. You want one more? <laughs> a Hunger Games theme park recently opened in South Korea. It's called North Korea. <laughs> Right. Oh, incredible. <laughs> you know what I can get a drywall guy? <laughs> you know, hundreds oh, of LA homes have recently burned. I can't. I can't. The Steelers are playing the Jacksonville Jaguars Jags. Sunday. Yeah. A one o'clock game in Jacksonville, Florida. The network making its way down to the uh, the Florida coast there. Mike Pursuta will be in tow along with Bill Hillgrove, Tonchokin, and Craig Wolfley. Jags. One o'clock kickoff means a 9 a.m. start to our tailgate pregame broadcast here on your radio home of the Steelers, DBE. And now here's Mike Pursuta to get you set for get him, Sunday's Mikey. kickoff. As road venues go, Jacksonville ranks well below Foxborough on the list of NFL destinations you'd just as soon avoid. An assignment in Jacksonville is nowhere near as foreboding by comparison as a game on the frozen tundra of Lambeau. But for the Steelers, North Florida has always been a relative house of horrors. Ask Neil O'Donnell or Jim Miller or Bill Carr, Norm Johnson, Greg Lloyd or Jerome Bettis. All things considered, the Steelers would rather be in Philadelphia. But since the league office and the schedule dictate the whens and the wheres, the site of the former Gator Bowl awaits. Everybody into the pool. Recent trends suggest it might be different this time, that the Steelers might finally be in the right place at the right time, even in Jacksonville, which, have I mentioned, has traditionally been no day at the beach for the Steelers as a visiting team. This time, they arrive having won five in a row, including a trashing of the Panthers a week ago Thursday. 
And this time, the Jaguars have dropped five straight, including a battle lost last Sunday in Indianapolis at the hands of Captain Andrew Luck, who was able to write home to Dearest Mother on Twitter with more good news to pass along to the Hogs. Then again, the expansion Jaguars found a way to beat the soon-to-be Super Steelers in Jacksonville in 1995. Probability and logic, apparently, don't apply south of the Florida-Georgia line. Jacksonville's two victories in Pittsburgh last season, including one in the postseason that abruptly ended the Steelers' season, likewise complicate the seemingly obvious. This series has been much less predictable than it has been a continuous reminder of what might happen on any given Sunday. The night Fred Taylor ran for 234 at Three Rivers Stadium is another such outcome that nobody saw coming. Are you ready for some football? Ben Roethlisberger threw five interceptions against Jacksonville last October and then suggested afterward that maybe he didn't have it anymore. We've learned since that he was referencing not the ability or the desire to play quarterback at the highest of levels, but actual possession of the football. So at least we got that much buttoned up. What will transpire after kickoff in Jacksonville remains a mystery and probably will to one degree or another after the final whistle. There we yeah, go. Mike. Very nice. Dennis set there. Mike Pesuto. Maybe I don't have it anymore. He was yeah. Just, the he football. Because he, he throws it over a lot. Yeah. yeah. Jags. <laughs> I got it, Mike. I saw what you did there. this yet. We're from the the original. Oh, that's right. Now, this is the one I lost my virginity to. This is, <laughs> this is the one. Ah, <laughs> oh, memories. He's like knocking on his accordion box yeah. in this version. Somebody's playing a washboard. <laughs> he wasn't the only one, right, Steve? So good. Now you're talking. Gorillas, gorillas. And so will Frank It drives me crazy that they have not made this a tradition at Heinz Field and get know, the whole so, crowd singing so at every yeah. game. Why don't we do that? I don't know, because the kids these days, they don't like a polka. Maybe what's, they don't have the licensing. Yeah, they do a polka in Green Bay? Roll out the barrel. Oh, roll out the barrel, yeah. Please go nuts. 
This sounds terrible. They're all drunk. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you got a drink. Got a drink. All right, we got to go. That's cool, it. I don't care, bro. Right, it goes phenomenal. too quick. Well, when you show up at 8.30, it sure does. It goes too quick. <laughs> 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 right. oh. you, you see how what Byrne has ruined everything. Yeah. First you got on Crawford, then yep. Crawford got on Byrne, then you got on me. Then no, no, I don't no, know no, what no, you're no. doing. Hundreds <laughs> of L.A. homes have lost it. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be doing that at noon today. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Val, how are you feeling? Right. Good. You made it. Dragon ass a little bit, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, fine. <laughs> that's a funny term. Other than that, dragon ass. <laughs> I still need a doing? drywall guy. All right, that's enough. Oh, please, uh, <laughs> you dead the presenter. Billy Gardell. He's a comedy it. fan. Let it go. Where yes. could I find yes. one, Bill? Where He's a dead doing? horse fan. I think there's a bunch. Oh, uh, definitely is that. Mm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Billy Gardell's live at the Bend in a theater. I'll be performing Macbeth. Dude, you should have done Yinzer, Yinzer, Yinzer Shakespeare. What's wrong with you? Huh? You've been talking to that fake skull mommy had down in the basement for Halloween for two days now. People are starting to talk about it. I don't mind you doing it on your own, but seriously, you need to look that. I don't think that's on script. No, it's not. It's just not. I had Byrne. Me and him were laughing at like 5 a.m. one morning coming home from Jameson tour. And we were doing the... What'd you call it? The romantic Pittsburgh. Romantic Pittsburgher, yeah. It's like if, if, if it was a Pittsburgher doing Juliet! What are you doing up there? Come on, the car's running. I only got a quarter tank. Let's go. Rapunzel, let down that mullet. Yeah. Drop down your mullet. I'm going to climb it now. Are you sure you got it? Hold tight now. Hold tight. <laughs> Nobody knows any more Shakespeare. Well, what else you want to do? <laughs> what, else, what else? What other one you want to do? I'll do it. We make, you already did Macbeth. We did Macbeth. You we didn't did do Romeo a, and Juliet. Othello's a little hard. Othello's a little hard. Let's do King. Was King Lear? Was King Lear? Hamlet. 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 <laughs> Hamlet is the part of the bone you cut off the pig when you make the soup the next morning. You gotta let that soak. <laughs> <laughs> you can put us anywhere. Uh, <laughs> that's that's, a, that's a, Steve's going to order at Permanis later today. <laughs> yeah, I like uh, Hamlet me, and cheese. Give me a Hamlet and cheese. <laughs> and uh, easy on the easy on the Hamlet. Uh, Steve Byrne is live at the Improv over the New, New Year's, Year's holiday. Eve, go see him. But he's doing a couple days, right? You're not just doing New Year's. Yeah, Eve. 28th through the 1st. Okay, get your tickets for that at improv.com. Yes. And Billy Gardell at the Benham this weekend. And yes. have a great time. I mean, Thanks, guys. I, I'm so looking forward to what it's you have planned. Yes. And for those who are going to this show, I can, love it. Uh, being privy to what's going to go down yeah. tonight, I can Hands tell you. guys will love us. Boy, this is going to be gonna, one people are going to talk about I'm, for a I'm long very, time. I have yinzered this show up to my best ability. And uh, <laughs> I, it's going to look like, you know that scene in Caddyshack when they let the caddies in the pool for 15 minutes? That's a lot of what's going to happen tonight. Oh, yeah. To go off of what you said earlier, yes. though, like to see there. what he's done and to have even go back when, when we met on Jameson. Yeah. And when you were sussing things out and, you know, rethinking your place in the entertainment industry and to see where yeah, he's, it's, it's unbelievable. 
I was ready to, to see quit until I ran into Steve yeah. and, and Danny Bevins and Nick Griffin on that Jameson tour. And I had to follow them every night. And it was either become a good comic again or quit. They saved me. That's, he almost that's, quit that's, comedy. That's no crap. And they, look what he's done. I wish Bill would quit me. comedy. <laughs> <laughs> he's still here. He just won't stop. Crawford but just I love comes you. right back Go around. They don't know he, he was talking about me. This is radio. You do comedy? You always call? Okay. Yep. Play nice, you stupid. Play uh, nice. No, I Dude, I Tell that it. joke again. It bombed seven times. Can, Maybe it'll work the eighth time. Let me get the letter out. Just go in eighth grade. Hold on. To be or not to be. Now, that's the question. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Slings and Listen, really put the Maloik on the Jags this week. Whatever superstition you got out there, I want punishment dealt out. Seriously, I don't want to just Revenge. win. Yeah, get your boxes out, get your shake and bake, get your stuffed dolls, get your voodoo dolls, get your ashtrays, pull down them 70s Iron City beer cans off the shelf, <laughs> put them on a coffee table. I want pain delivered to the Jacksonville Jags. All right, Sean Collier from Pittsburgh Magazine. Sorry we didn't get to your movie reviews. They would have been way better than whatever we did. That's all right. Read them. Just read them. They're online. PittsburghMagazine.com slash popcorn. You can read them. And uh, I got a new stand-up show at Arcade Comedy Theater. It's debuting next weekend. It's called Single Player Stand-Up. Next Saturday, Saturday after Thanksgiving, leave the house. You've had enough turkey. Get out of the house. Saturday the 24th, 10 p.m. Great lineup. Hope to see you there. We're going to do this every month, so I want to kick it off good. Next Saturday at Arcade. Cool. Good deal. All right. Uh, who do we got to thank? Everybody. Jesus. First and foremost, Common obviously. Heart. Yeah. Lord. Common Heart. Thanks to the Common Heart. Common Heart was awesome. Thanks to Dave Damashek so from good. the NFL Network. Fellas. What's the poop? Also, uh, well, that was yesterday's lineup. Uh, thanks to uh, uh, Steve Byrne. And Billy Gardell. Want to remind you, the Bud Light Game Day Bar of the Week, the Paint Room in Connellsville, $2 Bud Light, 16-ounce aluminum bottles during all Steeler games, the Paint Room in Connellsville. That's your Bud Light Game Day Bar of the Week. Bill, this Gosh. is a big weekend for you. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank Have you, fun, buddy. buddy. Thank you, man. I can't wait to see you. Gussie up and get down his cultural district in it. Come my hair and take a shot. This show's <laughs> Friday and Saturday. Friday and Saturday. I leave Saturday. <laughs> Good luck. Hey, it's light up night. If you're planning on going down on a show, give yourself extra time. Yeah, yeah. Lots. It's going to be light up night tonight. So give, embrace it. Go early. Enjoy the city. Go see yeah, the coffee. Come on, let's have a good time. So. Yeah, so there's stuff. Either go <laughs> early go and windy. enjoy it, and if you're trying to avoid it, I think if you stay uh, on top of Penn Avenue. North of Penn, yeah. yeah then you're going to be good. Yeah. Not nah, south of Penn. South, south of Penn. No, east no, of Penn. No. Just come early. I'm finished. You stay classy, <laughs> Pittsburgh. Don't touch your face. I got him dead, Pittsburgh, all day, baby. For now, you guys call me Ronald. Would you not eat my pants? Ronald. Ah! Mm-hmm.